0: Lauren and RJ, The Frangie Show starts now on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: Hey, welcome and guys, along for the ride on this Monday installment of the program. Our Monday is always brought to you by our friends at the Best Bet with three locations in town or in the area. Best Bet location, the newest one is St. Augustine. That is a fantastic location. Also, uh, you can head to Best Bet Jacksonville on Monument Road and Best Bet Orange Park which is uh, just off, just passed over the Buckman on 17. Frangie and Carl, how, Carlion, Carlion? Uh, Carlion. Sure. Frangie and Carlion, uh, Brooks and Saunders with you. Uh, Jags lose. Interesting day, 38 degrees. You were there. Kind of cold. I was. Kind of cold. Yeah. The
2: game only felt like it took nine days to play. it
1: it got to be the longest game. That's yes, in- three hours and forty-three minutes. Yeah, and the NFL has a formula that they try and keep it to three o six. They want the yeah. game three o six to three o eight. That's and and some N- come in under that. Yeah, some do. But the- correct. But the NFL is so good at their formula stuff that they usually whatever they want it to be is what it kind of is. Um, that game went forever. I-, I don't think I've ever seen a game. Were there seventeen punts?
2: I. It it was, that's, 15 that's punts seems it was, right there was, was something I mean, it, there was
1: 15 there, there was it was eight and seven or nine and eight punting okay so a bunch of punts
2: uh there were 15 punts there, so
1: eight and seven so there's 15 punts there were but there were seven turnovers yeah mm-hmm. injuries galore yeah injuries injuries left and right i they mean were
3: 148 total plays yeah 74 on each side
1: Yeah, 74 plays on each side so it was a uh it was an amazingly long game um Jags lose it to the Browns. Kind of felt like they were playing uphill the whole time. Yeah, uh, down twenty-one-seven, and tried to get back in it. And uh, uh, a lot of thoughts to talk, about. we'll certainly get to that. Certainly, Trevor played. He battled. He battled through it. And uh, and and certainly, uh, I, thought, I thought I thought it was a gutsy performance by him. But look, they're down some guys. We'll talk about that. I want I want to get to the Heisman. Uh, by the way, I voted for Jaden Daniels. He I think most people did. So he was my I I went Daniels, Knicks, Penix. I thought about Jordan Travis just because. He's from around here. But I didn't think my first three were the three I voted for. The three, I, And I thought my first three were Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, and Michael Pennick. That I thought they were the first three. So, uh, so it, was, it, was, it was the way it, it, it finished up. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I'm going to get to him later on in the program as well, uh, the latest Heisman winner. We'll talk about the portal, uh, when guys start signing. Florida's got a new cornerback coach. We'll get to that. Uh, certainly uh, uh, Otani. How about that?
2: I mean that's Frangie money right there. I guess I mean, it that is. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Seven
1: hundred million. million. Yeah. yeah. By the way, do you see what it is after taxes? You see uh, I'm going to go is? with eighteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-four million. Wow. More than half's gone. Oh yeah. Well, Four that's. Hundred. Yeah. I mean that's all so, Yeah. So uh, rip your heart out. <laughs> so, but how about how about that? And I and I see they're trying to trade for Glass now. I don't know if you saw the story, now, but they're trying. They're now the Dodgers are now trying to because they don't have enough good players. They're trying to trade. They think now that. The Cubs are in it, but they think now he's going to land in, um, in, in Los Angeles. So Shohei will bat, what would you guess for them, third? Well, probably second now. It would be third if they – the old days. The best hitter in the old days hit third. Babe Ruth hit third and Clemente and Aaron and Mays they all hit third. But now everybody bats the best hitter second because that's what the analytics say because God bless analytics. Okay, <laughs> so, the, so like Aaron Judge bats second. Um, the, the, the great hitter's now bad. So I think they'll probably bat him second. I'd bat him third. He's the best player. I Mookie Betts is going to lead off. So if it's Mookie, if it's Mookie Betts and show, hey, that's how that's your game so starts, that's how the game starts. okay Mookie Betts, who I think is one of the two, three best players in, in baseball. Absolutely. And so us. Uh, so, so Good go. move
3: by the Red Sox to trade him.
1: Yeah. Well, that's still, still the dumbest trade ever. The trading Mookie Betts is the dumbest trade ever. So, right, a lot of things we'll get to, but we do want to start with the Jags. Um, you were there. Your overview first. Um, what's cool. going wrong? How do you snap out of it? Uh, state of the Jags, uh, in your opinion, here 13 games in.
2: Yeah, I thought I mean, there were obviously a lot of things that, that you could point at. Um, the number one thing for me was the uh, not having Christian Kirk and, and the void that was apparent that, that he leaves behind. And, and Calvin Ridley and, and Zay Jones are going to have to step up. I mean, what happened yesterday was abysmal. Uh, Trevor targeted them 27 times combined and only hit nine of the passes. Nine of 27, throwing it to Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones for a very modest total. I I mean, it it wasn't like it'd be one thing if of those nine, three were touchdowns and, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, 160 yards. uh, But Lawrence was nine of 27 for 82 yards when throwing to Ridley and Jones. That just can't happen or this offense isn't going to be functional. We know that they're not going to be able to punish anyone on the ground and that's not a knock on ETN they just can't block anybody they can't they can't get any push they can't open up holes so uh, it was going to have to be an offense that got by through the air which is fine in today's NFL but in losing your steadiest most dependable receiver in Christian Kirk not that he's perfect uh, but he is somebody who's caught 141 passes for 1900 yards and 11 touchdowns in his 29 game Jaguars tenure Not having him was gigantic because Calvin Ridley, for whatever reason, just cannot figure out the concepts of this offense and where he is supposed to be. And so that is a major problem. I think Zay Jones probably isn't 100%. So I think that's why of the chances he had to make plays yesterday, he basically came up with none of them, none of the outside of the routine kind of plays. So hopefully he can get healthy, round into form. Evan Ingram was obviously brilliant, but the Jaguars are in real trouble if Ridley and Zay Jones are going to play like this with Christian Kirk out. And so for me, it starts there. There's certainly things we can talk about with the defense, but they did get three turnovers, and they did hold Cleveland to a really low total on third down. They got them off the field. uh, 22% is what uh, Cleveland converted on third down. So you would obviously take that every day of the week. And two of the touchdowns the Jaguars had, uh, the, the the two early ones, they only had to go 37 combined yards to get because the defense took the ball away, gave them great field position. So the defense had issues. And, and But to me, the biggest concern is this was the first game where they didn't have Christian Kirk, and Calvin Ridley completely failed. And Zay Jones, I thought, had a subpar game as well.
3: Yeah, like you said, the, the defense had its issues, those three blown coverages. Uh, a week after you had missed assignments uh, – I guess six days after, but I think to me, the biggest storyline, and I know no one wants to look to the positives, Frank, but Trevor Lawrence played to me. We thought potentially his season was over on Monday night football and to see him actually play in the game. Did he play super great? No, but that's okay. That means that he's going to play this Sunday night and hopefully the rest of the season. Yeah,
1: He's a tough guy. I agree with that. He, he played, he played at a good level. Listen, he didn't make, he he played, make some bad throws. The, I thought the worst. I thought the worst decision was the third and a half yard when he when he threw it downfield and it wasn't there. And, and he he wanted Ridley to, to. I think it was Ridley covered by Newsom. Was it Ridley? Well, I think it was uh, Newsom picked it up Anyway, I think he was trying maybe maybe trying to get a guy to win a high point ball. Right. I think so. But the uh. But I think the receivers did let him down a little bit. I I I. I Trevor's man. Trevor's Trevor's good boy. He he goes out there never never whined about the injury. Wasn't a drama queen about it. Just said, listen, I'm going to try and practice. I'm going to do everything I can to be ready to play and, and went out and played as best he could. I didn't think he played that badly at all. Wasn't afraid to run when he needed to. Um, I, I, I'm, it's hard not to be a Trevor guy. I know we all are, man. I, I, I thought he did great. I, so I agree with you on that. I, I, think, he did, I think he did great. Well, so what went wrong? What's going wrong? I'm going to give you my overview on all of it. We'll talk a little bit about the Jaguars. I'll tell you about beer bottle Gate. Um, uh, I told a little bit during the handoff. Did you know about Beer Bottle Gate? I
2: did not okay. until I returned home. That is, yeah. uh, that's
1: scary. Yeah, I'll tell you about Beer Bottle Gate coming up in just a bit. Uh, we'll do that maybe at the bottom of the hour. We'll certainly talk about that. Uh, all around the NFL. I mean, who the NFL? Go figure, right? Go, I mean, yeah, that's why you shouldn't be panicking.
2: Look, and, and I mean, I mean, take. come on, you're in first place for God's sakes. Yeah, so you know, people are out here like this team is four and nine. Yeah, you're in first place if you go three and one in your final four, which is a very reasonable task then you're going to win the division. Yeah, you may not be the one seed, okay? And, and but, but let's let's keep in perspective where this team is. You don't want to be playing your best football in early December. They need to get healthy. You need to be playing your best ball in January.
1: Uh, we'll take a break. Let's talk Jaguar football. That's how we'll kick off the program. Uh, best Bet Monday. Love the Best Bet. $300 early bird high hands at Best Bet Orange Parker every Saturday from 9 to 10. So much more going on there as well. Frank Frangie, Hayes and Lauren Brooks, R.J. Saunders. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings.
1: Dropping. Four-man rush. Fires, and that ball is kicked off. He threw it behind him. A miscommunication man does that one hurt i think
2: offensively we were a little disconnected trevor and the receivers were a little off you know we had opportunities to make plays in the first half didn't just overall just not enough plays made you know too many
1: self-inflicted wounds he's got a receiver wide open i mean wide open at the five yard line and walking into the end zone is david
3: you know we gotta watch this tape and really learn from it because there's a lot on there that we gotta clean up and get better from walking off the field you feel like we missed so many
1: opportunities and left a lot out there and really just shot ourselves in the foot over and over. Trevor looking. Fires back corner of the end zone. caught for the touchdown! Evan Ingram in the right corner and Jacksonville is in the end zone.
3: Evan is, we all know, the kind of player he is and he can do that every week. So we got to continue to get him involved because he's playing really, really well right now. It's
1: an all-out blitz. He fires. That ball's caught. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown.
3: We're at that point in the year where there has to be accountability. You know, It's never pointing the finger. If you're not doing your job, whether that's me Zay, Calvin, Christian, Evan, anybody, you got to do your job. And we understand that, and, and you're not going to win if you don't. We know what we have to do. And we have to get better, all of us. We'll fix it.
0: It's a Best Bet Monday on The Frangie Show with fantastic locations in Jacksonville, Orange Park, and now in St. Augustine. It's Best Bet.
1: That's how it sounded yesterday. In Cleveland Browns Stadium. It used to be called Progressive Insurance, by the way, but I think.
2: I thought that was interesting that they don't yeah, have. Yeah.
1: Well, they had progr- It was Progressive Insurance Forever. Who also
2: does the baseball.
1: Yeah, and then they. I think it was Progressive. Anyway, so once. The guardians. They did, once they didn't re up them, oh, maybe I'm mixing it up, but they had somebody. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't Progressive, but they had progressive
2: somebody. Progressive now does the gar- yeah. Guardians. They
1: had somebody till about four years ago. And now it's just so. So they had it was called something.
2: So it isn't some like integrity. We're never going to do no, it. No, they it's did just. It for they're it. just in between deals. That's what I think. Okay. They're, they're, From what I
3: understand, it was called First Energy. That's what it was. It and was First, First Energy was involved. Oh, in- Oh, that's
2: the, th- the that's the Haslam company that oh, got okay. into trouble. The, the nuclear, bribery.
3: Right. Right. nuclear bribery. Ohio nuclear
2: bribery. that's why it's no longer yeah. First Energy.
1: But it was First Energy's what it was. That's exactly right. Um, so I a lot of thoughts about the game. Um, and the team, and the th- first of all, and I told, I've told this story a few times today, <clears throat> a lot of people have seen me today and have said, what happened? Frank, what happened? What happened? Well, what happened is the NFL. What happened is the 49ers, who nobody debates are the best team in football, lost three games in a row. The Eagles, who were 10-1 coming off a Super Bowl appearance, have just gotten blown out two weeks in a row. The Bengals started 4-5. What happened is the NFL does this, a team that won seven out of eight games, which is very unusual, hit a wall and has lost two very close games. That's what happened. So to Hayes's point a minute ago, don't panic too much. You're eight and five. You're in first place. You won seven out of eight. And now you've lost two close games. And both of those losses happened. You played both those games without Christian Kirk. One, because he played one play. One, he didn't play at all. You've got to overcome some injuries. You're also down to your four. It sounds like I'm making excuses. I'm going to get to a point here. You're down to your fourth left tackle. Nobody, Nobody's any good at left tackle four. No one's good at left tackle two. Right, normally. but they're really not good at left tackle yeah. four. Cam Robinson gets hurt. Walker Little gets hurt. Ezra Cleveland bounces out there and gets hurt. Blake Hans had a play, and Blake Hans did fine given, given the, the, he was playing against one of the best players in football, in Miles Garrett, that's part of it. I think the defensive lines hurt. Foley Fadakasi was down and, frankly, hadn't played well when he was up. He's injured a little bit. Devon Hamilton isn't himself yet. He's trying. He's not back there yet. They don't have Tyson Campbell. Uh, Trey Herndon, who's having a really good year as a nickel, is out. So I think part of it, that's that's why the NFL is what it is, and that's why you lose the games you lose uh, for those reasons. So I I think one thing that happened is the NFL. Having said that, there are some concerns. I think they've lost their level of physicality. I think the one thing they're not is they're not physical. They're trying. They're not, they're not trying to play soft, but they've lost their level of physicality. When Jake Browning and 74-year-old Joe Flacco have that much time to throw, then, then you're not physical. Josh Allen's doing all he can, but that's about it. The Trayvon Walker is, does not have many numbers. He's playing okay at times, the other guys. But when, J- when Jake Browning and Joe Flacco have that kind of time to throw, that's a concern. The other thing is I think teams are running on them. I just think they're not very physical. And the Jags, are, when the other guy's running and you're not, when the other guy's got a lot of time to throw and your guy doesn't, that means you're not physical. And I think finding physicality, I think there's two gigantic things. Number one number one is they've got to refine their physicality. I, by the way, I don't know how you do that. You don't, it's not like you – it's not like you, you lift more weights on Tuesday than you did last week. It, it doesn't work like that. But I think they somehow, someway have got to find more physicality. I think that that's the thing. And maybe getting guys healthy, you've got to play more physically. You just have to play more physically. The second thing is the unforced errors have to stop. The, the Calvin Ridley running the wrong route and, and Trevor, because of throwing it right to the defensive guy, Trevor throwing a go route to Zay Jones and Zay breaking it off into a little bit of a post, that's, that's got to change. So both those things, I think both those things have to change. Uh, The unforced errors, the breakdowns in coverage yesterday, the times you looked up and a guy was running wide open with nobody within 20 yards—those are unforced. A break, a a blown coverage is unforced. A broken route is unforced. You got to take better care of the ball. The the fumble by Parker Washington hurt, but that's a physical mistake. I think physicality somehow got to be more physical, and somehow you got to eliminate the mistakes. If you do that, the other pieces are still there. You're still eight and five and in the first place. You still have a really good quarterback. You still you you're losing a really important receiver. You still have a really good receiver in in Evan Ingram. And your your move tight end. And you're and with Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones and Jamal Agnew's is about to come back, there's worse there's worse receiving cores than that one. Uh, I think Travis I think uh, Travis Etienne's a good running back. I think he's playing a little bit hurt, but if he had some holes, I thought he had more of a burst yesterday than he's had in a while. I think your linebackers are good, but for Devin Lloyd and come to play well that line's got to keep guards and centers off them. You got that they your job is to keep those guys off your linebackers, particularly in running plays. So, Hayes physicality and and unforced errors in my opinion are the key to these two losses. Yeah, and
2: the problem is the physicality aspect they they can't fix on offense. I I just think that they're a finesse soft team. Um not to say they're I mean obviously these guys are all incredibly tough. They're in the NFL, but uh, compared to most offensive lines, they just don't generate any push. And that's an interior thing. I mean, look, your center and right guard are the guys that you went to camp with. So, uh, you know, they haven't played particularly well. And now, you know, at right tackle, you've got a rookie, and, and I think he's finding his form. Left tackle, left guard has been, a, you know, a turnstile because of attrition, suspensions, you know, everything really from from the first day. But I don't think that's going to get much better. So they're going to have to work around that. Uh, how do they do that? The 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 operationally, they've got to be better than what they are. And it's really disappointing to hear Doug Peterson say that these are issues they're seeing in practice. It's not like they're practicing cleanly, and then they're getting to the games and things are popping up. As alarming as that would be, it would at least be, you know, somewhat. Well, can we? We're doing it right Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can we? You know, somehow. Get that to to parlay itself Sunday. Well, no, because they're making the same mistakes during the week. So that's a real problem. Uh, they they obviously made a bet on Calvin Ridley, and that bet is not paying off right now. Now that doesn't mean Calvin Ridley won't have a, a sensational close, but it's unfair to Trevor Lawrence. He's out there playing basically on one ankle, and you can't. And he's obviously has to worry about will the protection hold up the last thing he needs to be thinking about is is my receiver running where he needs to be running. And Calvin Ridley has his head down on the interception. It it was one of the most inexplicable things I've I've seen a receiver do this season in in the NFL. I mean, he's not even remotely thinking the ball's coming his way. And if you score there, it's a tie game and you've got the momentum. Instead, you give it right back to Cleveland and you know, it's just Doug's got to emphasize and he will that look guys this is it there there's there's a lot of teams out there right now that would love to be at 8 and 5 and leading their division you're you're going to make the tournament i mean we've got we got to hit the gas now but we're this is it we have 4 games left and then the tournament begins so whatever anything you're holding back let it go cuz we have to be full throttle now from here until the end of this thing. And, uh, and it's got to start now. It's got to start Sunday night against the Ravens. And I, I just – I think operationally they can be better. Calvin Ridley can be better. And if, and if he locks in more, then I have confidence he can be productive. But it's just you can't have Trevor Lawrence wondering where is he going to be this deep into the season. It's inexcusable. Uh, Zay Jones, I'm willing to give more of the benefit of the doubt to because I think with Zay, it's more he's probably not close to 100 percent, but he's trying to play through it. And in losing that little half a step in the explosion, you're seeing it. You're seeing an above average player look average because he's not 100 percent because Zay Jones isn't a star, but he's a he's a he's a above average receiver in this league. And, you know, and then defensively. I think that's all about health. You know, if they can get Tyson Campbell, Trey Herndon, who hopefully will clear protocol and be back this week. Uh, you know, you hope Andre Sisco isn't out too long. Uh, if Devon Hamilton, Fatakasi can round back into form. To me, that's health. If, they, if that happens defensively, I think they can be okay. Uh, Stefanski just destroyed Mike Caldwell yesterday schematically. I mean, that's what that was. Uh, that, was when, that was a young defensive coordinator getting just dissected by a, a really good offensive coach because, uh, again, it came down to three or four plays, but Cleveland won all of those plays because they fooled the Jaguars. And I think in, in part uh, it, was, it was a coach fooling another coach. And so, again, there are flaws, but there are flaws everywhere in this league. And I think now it's just up to which team that's, that's in position, which team is going to find the higher level. And for the Jaguars, I don't think that's going to be physically because I don't know that that's there. But from an execution standpoint and from a schematic standpoint and from an awareness standpoint, that is all in their control, and that is where they've got to go seize the moment, win this division, hope to get the best seed you can, and then get hot in the tournament.
3: You mentioned one name, Frank, and Jamal Agnew. I think they are missing him desperately because he's able to spark the team. He's an electric returner. Parker Washington's doing his very best, but he's obviously not nearly as seasoned as Jamal. And so, those moments when the game's momentum can turn, Jamal's not there to be able to help the team. And so, and obviously, the Cleveland punter was really good too. But I think Jamal Agnew coming back will be a tremendous help. But yeah, I think if you look at a big picture, they missed on key pieces on the offensive line and they missed on the pass rush, which we focused way more on pass rush all offseason. We probably needed to focus more on the offensive line. But pass rush isn't where it needs to be. That, yeah. That's the bottom line. And the offensive line isn't playing well enough at all.
1: The point about is a good one because they're not an explosive team, but he's an explosive player. And even if he – in in the course of a game, hey, what would, Jamal Agnew's probably going to touch it. Let, let's take kickoffs out because all kickoffs seem to be touchbacks now, so maybe right. one or two. So let's say there's an average game, four punt returns, maybe two kick returns, or maybe one, let's say one that he, that's not a touchback, that's five, a couple gadget plays, seven, eight times a game, nine maybe. A standard game for Jamal Agnew. I, I would say eight, so. Uh, yeah, seven, I mean, I,
2: I think as a receiver he's yeah. still very yeah. much a work in progress. And but and but, but as a punt returner, right. he's they, a game breaker.
1: And they're going to run some jet sweeps when he's back. They're going to run some, some screens. So, so let's, let's say seven or eight touches a game, give or take. Well, to Lauren's point, one or two of those can be a house call. Or to your point about him a punt returner, even if it's not, if it's a 35 yard return, that changes the game. And, and, and their
3: offense is already in a better rhythm yeah. just because of where they're starting.
1: Yeah, so I so I, I think that's part of it. So we'll see. I again, the NFL, you're in f- you first place with four games. There are worse places to be than first place with four games to play, and that's where you are. You're in first place, and I think of your four games, only the Ravens game. Seems terribly difficult to me. Doesn't I mean they won't win it, but it seems terribly difficult. Now the now the Bucks are playing better. Uh, they're in first place, even though they're it's a bad, really bad division. But the Bucs are playing better, um, and the Titans aren't rolling over. If that's an important game, no matter what they have, they would love to spoil the world for Jacksonville. So that, that game's never going to be easy. But but the of the four remaining games, the only one that to me, in terms of the talent of the opponent that looks terribly difficult as the Ravens. So we'll see. We'll we'll talk more about that coming up. Uh, to, to, to your point earlier, Lauren, Trevor's healthy. It looks like he's going to be healthy. I think Etienne is healthy. Um, they're going to get Jamal Agnew back at some point. Other than Christian Kirk and Cam, they're going to be healthy sooner rather than later, and that's an important thing. And look, you got everything. They're, they've always been good. They're better when their back's against it a little bit. They're better when they're doubted. Well, against Cincinnati – Everybody thought they were going to win. Against Cl- Nobody thought they could lose. Against Cleveland, more people picked them to lose than win, but people wouldn't be shocked if they won. Nationally, everyone's going to pick them to lose Sunday. So they're, they're, they're the team because they're reeling and the Ravens are playing well. Everybody's going to pick them to lose Sunday. So if ever you could go find that, that magic that comes from having that chip on your shoulder, this game will set up well for that. So we'll talk about it. Take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you about uh, Beer Bottle Gate, that and a whole lot more. Stay with us.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's a Best Bet Monday on The Frangie Show with fantastic locations in Jacksonville, Orange Park, and now in St. Augustine. It's Best Bet.
3: It is a Best Bet Monday. The 12 days of Christmas kicks off this week at Best Bet Jacksonville from tomorrow through December 23rd. High hands every hour increasing daily from $1,200 up to $2,300. So make sure you make it by Best Bet Jacksonville. Again, 12 days of Christmas starts tomorrow. Frank, Fran, Hayes, Carlin, RJ Saunders. I'm Lauren Brooks. All right, Frank, you've made us wait long enough. If people miss the handoff with XL Primetime, Something happened to you that's never happened to you before at a football game.
1: So we're, we're the, the broadcast booth is – it's a great booth, by the way, <clears throat> right on the 50-yard line, maybe the 45. It's open, big open front in the booth. They big may open. need to change that. <laughs> yeah, and so the fans are right like right there. New England's like that too. The fans, you can almost reach out and touch them on the head. Okay, So they're right in front of you, right below you, and I'm, they're really close. Well, the Cleveland fans were letting us have it. They, they were turning around, shooting us the birds, yelling at us, F this, F that. You know, we, we, it's not our first rodeo. We've seen fans before. We're trying to call the game, and we're looking back at them. So, and, but, I mean, they're really laying it. I, I don't know if they thought we were coaches, that they knew we were broadcast. We all had Jaguar gear on, mm-hmm. you know, so we're all wearing our gear. And so we're doing the game. I'm in the far left part of the press box, okay? So I'm in the far of the broadcast booth. It's me, Pat Kavanaugh, who does stats, Baselli, and Logman. So Jeff's on the far right. I'm on the far left. Dave DeCandis, um. Joe Fortunato Steve Chitola are behind us in the, in the, on the second level we're kind of running the broadcast so I'm looking to my left because the play I, we're probably on the 45 on the right 45 so I'm looking to the left at one point they're 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 jawing and yelling they, you probably heard on the broadcast they're banging the side of the the side of the booth it was banging one of the walls the metal walls so I feel this like it almost felt like a little drizzle like like I like I felt like a little like, almost like is it raining in the booth is there a leak in the booth maybe a leak and the minute I, just for a second, then I hear BAM! And look up, and someone had thrown a beer bottle at us into the broadcast booth, and it hit the wall. I didn't see it. I heard it. I, I just heard that I felt a little, like almost like a drizzle on my head. Like, like, do we have a leak in the booth? And then BAM! Turns out it was a bottle. I never saw it, I Maybe mean, I don't know if it was a plastic bottle or if it was a metal bottle. If it was a bottle full of beer. They fired a bottle, so. So, and I uh, we, we it was on the broadcast for people that heard the people that were listening to the radio broadcast heard logs talking about it. When did this happen? What, what second point half the sometime okay, in the second quarter? Yeah. So so now look, we immediately got security, and but you're kind of busy.
3: Like, how does that happen?
1: Well, we have a bunch of people in the booth. So okay. One of the pe- one of the people, um, John Denine back though, he's uh, down on our level too. I forgot John. So somebody went back and anyway called. I think we called the person that runs the press box. Okay. That person came in took a picture of the person. We knew who, They knew who it was. This person probably has been, I think, has been in trouble before. <laughs> they get security. Next thing you know, security takes him out of there. But I'm telling you, before that, this guy's jawing back and forth with Logovan. And let me just tell you this. That guy didn't want Logs coming out of that booth. The, the, the best thing that ever happened to that guy, the the best thing, that was, not that Logs was coming out of the booth, but <laughs> but, I mean, Jeff even said on the broadcast, he said, <laughs> That guy's missing about four or five teeth, and he's going to be missing a few more in a minute. Okay, I mean, this is all in the broadcast, and I'm just telling you. Could
3: he have gotten out and, like, gotten oh yeah. to the fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, so he again, again, showed some again. restraint. Yeah, we're not going to – we're the broadcast, We're not going to get in a fight with fans. But the, but the point I'm <laughs> – I'm, so I'm, I'm saying jokingly a little bit, but I will tell you, that guy didn't want logs coming. Uh, let me just tell you, buddy, buddy with missing teeth, Cleveland family with missing teeth <laughs> – the best thing that happened to you, if logs was going to come out of there, is that cop getting you out of there first. I'm just telling you, he didn't want. I, mean, I saw the look on I'm telling. You, I saw the look on Jeff's face, and I mean, I kept. And he Jeff's looking down at the guy. Just got about that half grin. And that guy's talking and John, John, and I'm thinking I've seen that before. I I've been in the bars before, where the one the guy that's about to get his ass kicked is John, 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 and the guy that's about to do the ass kicking is just looking there with that little half little grin. You know. And so, there it was. So, got the guy out of there. So, my first time, I can tell you, first time I've ever called a game where a beer came flying into the booth. Joe Fortunato told me. I never saw it. Joe said, Frank, it was about literally an inch from your head. He said, when it flew by your head, it was literally, literally an inch from your head when when it flew by. How far away was the guy that threw it? 20 feet. Ooh. Okay, so, yeah.
2: so you guys knew right away who would thrown it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I they did. I, again, okay. I, I wasn't watching it as closely, but some of them, you had the ball, not the beer. Yeah, I had the ball <laughs> not the beer. But some of them, some of them did. But they, they knew. And again, the, the the Cleveland press people came right in there, took pictures, got them the security, got that guy out of there in in, in, in short order. Now there's a bunch of others that were jawing too, but this is the guy that got out of there. So yeah, first first time ever, beer bottle flying into the booth. During while calling in a national football league game,
3: I'm guessing it wasn't glass because I don't think they sell glass yeah, bottles yeah, in I, NFL stadiums. And, and also, and you would remember, have heard a shatter. I don't
1: remember a shatter, and I don't, shatter, yeah, and yeah. I don't think, and, and I don't, and again, I never, I literally, but 20
3: never, feet away, I think that would have hurt.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. I, you I might I have certain, been in the
3: concussion protocol. Y- you
1: certainly heard it. I can tell you, I heard it louder than, you know, yeah. I mean, and so, so, so there's that. And again, I and I don't know who else, if it came by, Dave, Dave DeCandis stands right behind me, mm-hmm. like right behind me. So if it, I mean, like he's, he's, and John Deneen is. Almost right. He's just to my right behind me. So if it almost, Joe's, Joe said I'm the one that it came closest to hitting, but it had to go right by their heads too. They're both standing, by the way. We sit and I, I had kind of like a, a high top in city stool, and so it went right. So it went, went flying right by. I'm telling you, that's what you get. That's what you get in Cleveland. You're in Cleveland, for God's sake, Carline. <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I'm glad you guys are okay. Yeah, that, that's.
2: It, it is. It is. It was I'd,
1: more funny. Than, I'd love to say it, it was dangerous, but it was. But I think the way we looked at it was more funny that we whereas really sitting at a at a football game, someone someone's enough of a dumbass to throw a beer bottle into a into a broadcast. Right? How it's, dumb are you? But
2: it is it is an odd. The press box is set up oddly there yeah. in terms of how close you are to the fans. Yes, you now know, we're, you're in the box. You were, and, you were down. But a it was bit. closed. Yeah. Like so. Right. Uh, you know. The fans so, can't get you. Yeah. We we didn't have to worry about <laughs> having anything thrown at us. But there was other things that were there were strange about Cleveland like. In the lower section, they had like just steel chairs, like re- in like loose steel chairs for like people to just like use to sit down in like the concourse area. So I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what NFL venue has eight steel chairs just lo- sitting Ready up against the wall? Yeah, I mean it. Just it just it was odd, but I'm glad you guys are okay. We survived it. Yeah, now,
3: survive
1: could, in advance, as Matt Hayes said. Could you make it to the Baltimore game?
3: Could you sue Mr. Guy with less teeth than most people have?
1: I would I, say that would be kind of frivolous yeah, based on his, yeah. his dental <laughs> records. Yeah. <you> know. <laughs> I mean, you, you might get the 1997 Dodge Dart. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how much it. Helped. I don't with 364,000 miles on it. Right. But I don't. Uh, but the Could one you thing, see the Haslam. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> but, but the uh, but the f- one thing that did run through my mind: we're on the fifty. So these seats were on the fifty. I mean, the be, these, every one of these between the forty and the fifty for sure. Halfway up, they got to be the most expensive seats in the house, right? I mean, I don't know if they're clubs. But, he chose but, between teeth and teeth. That's, <laughs> that's tickets. my thought. Because, I mean, wouldn't you think they're like really expensive tickets? And I these guys go. were, but these guys, by the way, were a bunch of loudmouths, all right? I mean, every stadium's got loud people, but usually the loud people aren't sitting right on the 50. Right. They're just, they're not. And so these, these were the people you wouldn't expect to would be sitting on the 50. So there you go. So I got that going for me.
2: It'll be interesting uh, if, when you go back there next time if he's, <laughs> if he's back.
1: I'm telling you. I Could they know, close it in? I, yeah. They should
2: put, uh, in uh, in all honesty, yeah. they should put something up yeah, you to don't, protect you, that, yeah, you, whether right. they want to call a, a game, screen you don't want or something. It, you, right.
1: But, you don't want it enclosed to call a game. but some sort of a barrier.
2: Something. But I uh, Particularly since you're so close. Because, yeah. like, most stadiums, it just wouldn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, you're almost you're almost so disconnected right. from the fans that you don't even really see other than the other side of the stadium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm sitting there watching these guys. And they're John and and it's me, Kavanaugh, Patrick Kavanaugh, who's our, our stats guy, and, and and runs the department, and Tony Baselli and Jeff Logman to the right. And these guys are closer to them than me. They're they're on their for whatever reason, the loudmouth guys are close to them. I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know how many you've had, bruh. But one of those guys is six seven, probably <laughs> two sixty now. Probably two thirty now. Yeah, right. <laughs> The other guy, I think he's 260. And the other guy is 6'6", 235. Whew. And both in great shape still, okay? I don't really think you want that, okay? I mean, and again, it w- I'm joking. It wasn't coming to that, but I'm still thinking. That would be just so fantastic. <laughs> it would fit- have <laughs> I'm telling-, telling him he's kind of laughing. He's kind of half, you know, half paying attention to the game, half paying attention to those guys. But Logs was locked in. And Logs, God bless, God bless you. I love Logs. He was freaking awesome. So anyway. The real X factor in that brawl yeah. would be Danine. Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> John Deneen was yeah, ready. Yeah. Okay. Tennis guy, backhand yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. John is in good shape. So yeah.
3: Absolutely. Also, the three of us are never getting beer in a stadium, right? Because we're always working. But beers are like $16 yeah. a pop. Like, yeah. what are you also doing wasting your beer?
1: Yeah. I, I, I told this story before. He
2: probably drank the beer, relieved himself, <laughs> and then threw it in. <laughs>
1: So that's what I got, huh? So that was my <laughs> sprinkle, huh? So, uh, but I mean, I've told these stories before. Oh, you you gross. see it all the time. We did a Clemson, South Carolina game. Uh, our, Lauren is one of the people on our broadcast team. There almost got hit with a bottle. I've seen that others. was a glass bottle. Yeah, you almost got hit. I yeah. can. I told this story before. In the 1989, I think it was eight. What was the Florida Auburn game? Hayes, you'll remember this. Ten seven, Reggie Slack. Oh, Reggie Slack, yeah. Was it 89? 89. Okay, eighty nine? Eighty nine. Okay, Florida, so Auburn wins. 10, Auburn
2: last second touchdown
1: in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, Freddie Wagan or Shea, yeah. some one of those guys. So, it, I think it's ten to seven in nineteen eighty nine. Florida Auburn. So we're, so I'm I'm at the game. I'm I'm in the, and I'm still the beat guy. Okay. So, and I so I'm all, back then on the you go on the field the last five minutes. Does, does Florida do that anymore? Is that still no? Okay, so nobody does it now. I guess COVID probably ended that for everybody. Um, so. But I'm on the last five, six minutes, you go, you're on the field. So I'm on the field and I'm waiting and waiting. And sure enough, uh, they throw a touchdown in the corner, in Auburn beats Florida 10 7. And I'm walking into the Florida locker room with the Florida guys. And it, there's, there's 80,000, 90,000 there, whatever Jordan Hare holds. And I'm walking next to Emmett and Jerry Odom and rocking really with Jerry Odom. It's unbeknownst to me, here's the difference between them and me they've got on pads and helmets, I've got on. Uh, shirt and pants okay as we walk in a glass flask the flask bottle but made out of glass whizzes by my head probably maybe not an inch like this was but probably four or five feet from my head that four or five feet from, hits the bermuda grass and shatters now if it shattered on the bermuda grass what would have done on my noggin you know shattered i mean yeah. can, i mean can you imagine and, I, and i've and i never forgotten that it's shattered and i'm like Whew. I hustled by the way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what Emmett's forty was, probably four or five guy. <laughs> I was about four two. Right. When I got to that when I got to that locker room. I mean, I'm not kidding. That that one spooked me. You know, I mean, probably like the Clemson one did you, but that For one sure. that one spooked me. And like, that
2: was in an, an Auburn win.
1: And an Auburn won the game. Yeah, I mean, they were they were firing. they what were firing. a waste of a flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it, and it shattered. So, so anyway, yeah, that was our, that was our. Uh,
2: Interestingly uh, enough, the man that threw that glass flask, his son was yeah. the <laughs> man that threw the beer
4: <laughs>
1: yesterday at the Cleveland game. So there's that. Yeah, there's that. So it uh, all
3: goes back to the time you tried to steal
1: their van. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the, 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 see, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> right, the guy stole my van. Uh, We'll take a break. Hey, when we come back, uh, let's talk some college football. i got a thought about Jaden Daniels, the portal, and a whole lot more. Stay with us.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's a Best Bet Monday on The Frangie Show with fantastic locations in Jacksonville, Orange Park, and now in St. Augustine. It's Best Bet.
1: Frank Frangie hates Carly and Lauren Brooks. R.J. Saunders with you as we continue along here on a Monday. We do want to thank our friends from the best bet. They do such a fantastic job. Proud to have them as a sponsor for a long time. Honestly, when it was the Jacksonville Kennel Club before him, they're one of the sponsors that have been with me since I've been in radio. Literally, literally since I've been in. That's awesome. I mean, they, they have been uh, so, so good. Howard Corman ran it for so long. Now my friend Jimmy Shelton. So uh, they do a great job. What a, what a, what a really good, respectable, respected uh, Jacksonville business they are. Now, the 12 Days of Christmas uh, kicks off at Best Bet. Uh, it it kick, kicks off tomorrow on the 12th, runs through the 23rd, high hands every hour. They increase daily from 1,200 up to 2,300. So that is at the Best Bet, um, Jacksonville. So goodbye, there. you'll be awfully glad you did. Uh, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy. I voted for him first. I think most people did. Um, I think one of the things that I liked about the way it played out I don't think it should necessarily go to someone whose team's in the playoffs. It's okay if the, if the team's in the playoff. But I think we were it, – it, it had gone that way too much, I think, of late. I think it should be the best guy. Got. He was – forget the stats. If you watched him, he was the most dynamic player. He was a more – Bo Nix was a very dynamic player. Michael Penix wasn't as dynamic, was very good. Jordan Travis was a wonderfully dynamic player. But I thought Jaden, some of the plays, watch Jaden Daniels would scramble, and and you'd think he was caught, and he'd run for eighty yards, and 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 I'm not talking about against Florida because their guys all run four eight. I'm talking about like against good teams. He would he would he would scramble. You know what I mean? I mean there's back in the day a good running quarterback. You've got him hemmed in. You got him hemmed in. uh, Uh oh, he got loose and he's gonna run for nine yards right and slide. I mean. A good scramble when you got it, you think he got a guy sacked and he turns a sack into nine yards and a slide, right? This guy would turn it into 89 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's amazing how fast he was. Did you – even last year, I didn't remember that. Did, did you know? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it, I mean saw him in
2: person in the swamp and it was more his arm. Yes, that, they yes. Showed up more than the mobility. Uh, he, he was spectacular. You, mean, you look at his his improvement is – I mean, it's extraordinary. So he transfers from Arizona State after three years to LSU. In his first year at LSU, he completes 68.6% of his passes for 2,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's, that's solid. That's, that's, you know, winning good numbers. He comes back this year and improves it to 72.2, 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, and four picks. 40 and four. And in the rushing, it was the same story. He ran for 885 yards his first year at LSU, a healthy 4.8 average, 11 touchdowns. That then jumps this year to 1,134 yards. His average is 8.4 yards a carry in a a college setup where sacks count against you in rushing. 8.4 a carry and 10 touchdowns. It was extraordinary.
3: Yeah, I think he was by far the most deserving. I wonder, Frank, if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt, is the vote a lot closer? Obviously, Florida State at that point probably would have been in the playoff, and so you might have had more people saying, well, this team got a little bit farther than LSU did. I also wonder, if you're an FSU fan, did it hurt a little bit, too, knowing that your team in week one beat the Heisman Trophy winner? But overall, of course, Jaden Daniels deserved it. The question was going to be, are the voters going to give it to a guy who's on a team that had three losses?
1: That, that, and that's the point, point. And I yeah. and that should not matter. No. Let me rephrase that. It should not matter. It should not decide it. I'm right. not saying it shouldn't matter at all, but it should not. I mean, was Tebow the last one to win it with three losses? It feels like it. Yeah, it I, feel, I think, it feels like everyone yeah, yeah. since
2: then has been on a team that's much more yeah. nationally
1: yeah, I, uh, in the race. I mean, I mean, I almost, and again, I don't ever criticize anybody for their vote.
3: Lamar Jackson.
1: Okay. But, it's all, but I, get, I find myself wondering, goodness, how 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 could you almost not vote for him? Look, there's almost 900 voters, which is probably too many. There, there, there's close to nine. How many in our building? Joe, Matt, Rick, me, Dan. Is Dan Dan's a voter? Mm-hmm. There's five. There's five in our building. Yeah, you know,
2: I knew D Rock and I were laughing about it yesterday because yeah. he's still a, he covered Florida yeah. obviously for many many years. Yeah, I he still votes on the Heisman. Yeah, but he's been covering. This is his eleventh <laughs> year on the Jags beat. Yeah, we right, <laughs> right. joined the yeah, same yeah. time.
1: Yeah. So so seems the, like if
3: you don't cover college football, maybe you don't. Yeah. win. but yeah.
1: But but I but still they're just but that's okay. The regionality of it, I think, is is why you get a, a variety of votes and why you can't load up the the, the the ballot box, I suppose. But I'm trying to think if anybody was as more more dynamic a player than the rest of the rest of the uh, candidates, the gap between how dynamic he is in the candidates more than Jaden Daniels in a long time. I mean, mean, he, I mean, he, there was a, again, and again, Bo Nix is a very dynamic player, very, very dynamic. Sure. But, but I can't imagine that, 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 anybody would think J- Jaden Daniels wasn't the best choice. I
2: mean, I think it's one of the best statistical years we've had in college football. I, it's not going to yeah, be remembered like wait, that. Wait, give,
1: me, give me passing yards, just passing yards. So he
2: threw for like 3,900 yards ahead. and 40 touchdowns with just four picks. 40 but, and four but, is a pass. And on. then to run for 1,100 and yards rushed for 1,100. and 10 100. touchdowns. Okay. I mean, I mean he, so in, again, in essentially, the SEC, he passed, essentially, playing Florida State out of conference.
1: Yeah. Essentially passed for four, ran for one, 40 touchdowns and four picks. You're right. it's hard to there haven't been many guys that have topped that.
2: No. And and again, in the losses that Jayden Daniels suffered, Florida State scored 45, Ole Miss scored 55, and Alabama scored 42. So in the three losses, you're looking at about an average of the opponent scored like 46 points. I mean, hard to blame him for that. Right. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I I thought I thought it, he was uh very very well deserving, and uh, he, I think he's going to be a great pro. I mean, I, I think I do, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's very lean. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he, but in this, the way the game is played yes, now, I agree. I I mean, he's if he can stay healthy. I I mean, he and the thing I like about him, he's played a lot of football. I you know that's the thing. Like you, we get some of these athletes in there. Uh, you know Anthony Richardson springs to mind. He just hadn't really played a lot of football. Uh, Jane Daniels has thrown 1,438 passes as a collegiate. That is a ton. I mean, he he's thrown for 12,749 yards in his career, so he has seen a lot. And to me, that that really helps separate prospects in terms of their translating to the NFL game. So, I mean, he's somebody that I I, I absolutely think. Would I would I take him first overall? No, I would take Caleb Williams. And uh, I I'm not sure that I I. I'm not sure I wouldn't take Jay and Daniels over Drake may. Uh, and I know Drake may has the traits they all love, but I mean, I think Jay and Daniels is going to be Lamar Jackson esque is yeah. an NFL player.
1: Well, and the, and the, and the big question is, I agree with you. The, the, all the, I but I agree with everything you said. I don't know if I'd take him over Drake may, but whether I would or not, the, the point, the overall point you're dead on is he's going to be a special player. I do wonder, he does seem so thin. In an era, in an era where people are getting hit harder than ever, quarterbacks are getting injured more than ever. Um, can he hold up? And I'm not smart enough to know. You know what I mean? The analytics of you weigh this means this happens. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know the. I'm just just the eye test. He just seems so lean, and that's a league of big people, man. That's a league of big, fast, fast people.
3: But if you run by him and you don't get tackled. You're likelier to stay well, healthy if you run I mean, by him
1: every time. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. I, his
3: speed is, is is crazy. I think he would come into the league honestly as a better passer than Lamar. I, I think that part he's he's really edging Lamar out yeah. at this point. But I also wonder if Marvin Harrison Jr. had a better quarterback all season long, how much better would his numbers have looked? And and I'm not saying a receiver deserves it over yeah. the quarterback. He's but a really good player. It does. A, yeah. It doesn't he's, help he's, when McCord's not as good. Yeah,
1: he is going to be a great. I mean, he is going to be just an unbelievably, unbelievably great pro. So, so we'll see what winds up happening. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some NFL. Do we have a uh, sky sky Skylight sky- Elite? Sky. Let me do it again. Skylight <laughs> Elite. Yeah, Are coming up.
2: We do a take flight moment. This one is a little unique for us. It's. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. It's a play that did not end up counting. Ooh.
1: People probably know what it is. But you know what? Uh, you'll hear you'll hear all about it right after this.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. Door, Time now for the Skylife Elite Take Flight Moment of the Week. Skylife Elite, North Florida's premier private air charter.
4: Here
5: they come again. There's a flag down at the line of scrimmage. as is the pass. is to an open Travis Kelsey. Who flings it back over to Tony? My goodness, this is going for a touchdown.
2: Unbelievable play by Travis Kelsey. And no, it did not count because Kadarius Tony does not know how to line up on a football was field.
1: Eight yards offside. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that. Um,
2: but my goodness, what a heads up play by Travis Kelsey. And one of the prettiest passes, passes that you'll seen see. Oh, you're, you're I'll, gonna. I've not yeah, seen it. It is so. Kelsey catches the ball. It's pretty. It was like I want to say third and fifteen. Kelsey catches the ball and breaks a tackle and is running and and three Bills defenders obviously converge on him. Well, he sees it and so he has the presence of mind to look to his left and he just throws this beautiful spiral on the run, uh, probably about twenty five yards to to Tony. And it's a perfect legal lateral. And Tony, as soon as Tony catches it, there's no one within 15 yards of him. He, he strolls into the end zone. Uh, the only problem is he was lined up off sides. But it was such a pretty play that uh, I, I wanted to, uh, I, to, to bring it up for our take flight moment again. Skylife Elite, give our friends a call. If you're tired of canceled flights, unruly passengers, and layovers, Consider private air charters for your next adventure. Uh, give them a call. 490-9332. Go to flyskylife.com. You can also find them on Instagram.
1: were you getting a tour tomorrow?
2: We are. Are you excited?
1: I want to know if we can take, take it for a little ride. That'd be sweet. I mean, not nothing fat. Just like let's yeah. go to Vegas. Yeah. And back. Lunch in Vegas and then we'll come yeah, back, we'll back and do the, we'll show. Be at the show. We'll do yeah. the show in time. So yeah, yeah we are we, we are. Hayes and I are gonna go see our friends at Skylife Elite. Just I will I really I have not used them yet. But I really want to see the operation yeah. and see the planes and I'm really excited about that. But it's a it Hayes always tells you about that and I agree with him. It's harder and harder and harder to fly commercial. And and listen, it may not be affordable for everybody, but you'll find out it's way more affordable than you thought. Absolutely. That, I think you'll find out you'll find out flying chartering a plane is not just for the super, super rich people anymore. Particularly if you're going with like if it's you
2: and, and some friends, right. if if it's a family. A bunch trip. Of on golf yeah, trip, yeah, if if, whatever, if, right. if you if you're going with four or five buddies, you know, or or relatives, I mean it, it is ideal. So anyway, uh it's uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun to to see them tomorrow and just an unbelievable play, which led to so many different storylines. Right. Mahomes' tantrum, uh was it should they have called it? Yeah. Uh, are the Chiefs in trouble? What do you do with Kadarius Tony? What a win for the Bills. I mean, that was one of those games that mm-hmm. the storylines were just galore uh, coming out of that one, uh, just uh, an unbelievable – and it would have been one of the greatest finishes that we've ever seen to a football game uh, had Tony been lined up correctly. Right. Uh, because it was, it was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen Travis Kelsey make in what will obviously be a first ballot Hall of
1: Fame career. And I will tell you, it's, uh, it is a microcosm the game is of how NFL-ish this year's NFL is. I mean, San Francisco lost three games in a row. Now they're the best when when is the best team in any one year ever lost three games in a row? Think about that. Yeah. The Eagles started ten and one, the only team to do that after going to the Super Bowl last year, and then have just gotten blasted two games in a row after being ten and one. The Lions look like they were really good. They're leaking all kind of oil. The Jags win seven out of eight. And it looks like they've got a really good team. I think they do, by the way. But then they lose two games and have a, two games into the AFC North. And now one more AFC North game, who may be the best of all three, is the best of all three of them. I mean, if you, it's, Buffalo, we all loved Buffalo. Then Buffalo, would all of a sudden you looked up and they were terrible. And then all of a sudden they win a huge, huge game against the Chiefs. And finally, the Chiefs are the ultimate. I thought they were Patriots good. When the Patriot, when the when the Belichick Brady Patriots were in their prime, honestly, it was them and everybody else. They, they had their own level. They, I thought there was if you if you broke it down by by levels or tiers, if you broke it down by tiers, they were on the first tier during that stretch all by themselves. I really believe that. They had, they had and then everybody else. There would be two through five or whatever the Cowboys and the Steelers or the Colts or whoever were in the next. Um, and now the Chiefs are not very good. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're they certain. I shouldn't say not very good, but the Chiefs are
2: not very good for what we've come to expect.
1: A shadow of what you be. expected them to be. Yeah, I and, mean, and, and and I uh, and let's start with the Chiefs. What's the problem, in your opinion? They they have a really bad receiving core.
2: I mean, that, they just they nev- that never got fixed. I, did it. I think it's they it's, lost too many. Yeah, they and and I think that you know they put they drafted Sky more high. He hasn't worked out. I do like, uh, Rice, the rookie. I think, you know, he will in time be a, a really impactful player and, and he's playing well, but it's not, you know, it's not what they need. I mean, Kelsey's obviously fantastic, but it's the receiving core. I mean, Kadarius Tony is, I mean, just, he's become just a terrible player. And so, I mean, it's, it's hard to even really rationalize why they would continue to employ him. I uh, and, you know, and so in in looking at it, they've got some some guys that really can't run well, uh, at that spot. So you know, I, I think I think signing Jawan Taylor was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I I just think that offensively, it started to catch up with them in terms of the talent that they have lost. And uh, you know, they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first round. He's you know he hasn't he hasn't worked out. Uh, you know, so I I just I think in looking at it, it's it's starting. Mahomes is great. No one would ever debate that, but the environment that he is in and what's around him is not as strong as it has been, and and it is affecting them. Defensively, they're better, but uh, offensively, they just – there's very little, I think, that Mahomes can trust with, with his receivers right now.
3: I also think people thought losing Eric Bieniemy wouldn't be a big deal because Andy Reid's still there and Mahomes is still there, but Matt Nagy hasn't been as good of a play caller for them. Yeah. Uh, so that's another big thing is the offense isn't nearly as – effective and efficient as it has been in the past
1: so who so let's assume let's i think the conventional thinking today is san francisco's the best team in the nfc probably best team in the nfl but for now best team in the nfc dallas probably second they're the those the, three th- those teams are 10 and 3 but the eagles are leaking oil but san francisco the best team and it might be san francisco dallas in the nfc championship game how about the heritage of that game? How about how a throw that that's Dwight Clark in the back of the end yeah. zone, isn't it? Can you imagine it? if Purdy hits Kittle? I mean, can you I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? So um so uh and and by the way, I'm not saying he's as good. He may win the MVP though. So don't don't Frank's not saying he's as good as. But Brock Purdy is very Montana ish. Yeah. style of play, the way he plays. I mean, he's very—he really is. So, and Dak Prescott might win the MVP. And he, exactly yeah. right. He's playing, And he, by the way, and I did not think he was as good as he is. So he's I, he's I was, been phenomenal. I was among he's those surprised who were, me. Yeah, i sure. wrong with. It. But let's but let's say it's San Francisco, best team. Okay, who's the best team in the AFC? I suppose it's probably the Ravens today with the Chiefs struggling, but it might not be. I don't see it. Who do, who who's the best team?
3: It could be the Dolphins.
2: And I don't see Good that. I,
1: but, but you're right, though. You're right. The Dolphins are a team that would get, yeah, maybe. Who? Who? If you had to pick one, best team in the AFC.
2: I would probably still take Kansas City. If if today I had to pick who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, I would I would bank on Andy Reid and and his offensive mastermind, and obviously Patrick Mahomes to to figure it out. Um, you know, Baltimore to me. I mean, they they. Almost lost to the Rams, who are you know, just so-so now. I, to their credit, I mean, they're 10-3, and three, and we've talked about it many times. One of the losses was an absolute give-the-game-away-on-a-silver-platter to Pittsburgh. So, they haven't been outplayed very much. They're plus 22 in net touchdowns, which is ridiculous. Just to give you an example, the Jaguars are minus one right. uh, in terms of net touchdowns scored this season. So, um, I mean, they're obviously playing at a really high level. Um, but I just – obviously, I'll, we'll see them in person Sunday night. Defensively, they're great, although not having Kyle Hamilton, if he's out, is a, is a major loss for them. He had a knee injury yesterday, so we'll see. But to me, the, if the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, then I think it's kind of a down year overall for the AFC. And
1: I agree with that. You know, I
2: just I – just, I don't know that the Ravens are explosive enough I uh, and and I do wonder about Lamar. Now he's he's stayed healthy for thirteen games. Can he stay healthy for four more and and be under center for Baltimore
1: when they absolutely have to have him in the tournament? Well in two years ago, no longer two two, three years ago, this all the, the run started where the three teams to beat in the AFC were the Chiefs, the Bills and the Bengals. That 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 whenever whenever that thing started it looked like, again, they had their own tier, and everybody else had a, a tier after that. Well, since then, Burrow got hurt. They're out, as far as best team in the AFC. The, the Bills collapsed. They won yesterday, but the Bills clearly dropped off. And now the Chiefs have dropped off. So the three teams that sat on that tier by themselves, the Chiefs, the, B, the, Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals all tumbled for, for varying reasons. Now, because of that, I think the Ravens have heritage, a dynamic playmaker quarterback, a chance. Your point about the Dolphins is a very good point. The Dolphins certainly have a lot of, the Dolphins are electric at times. Uh, they're great receiving core and when Tua stays healthy and whatnot. So where I'm going with this is the Jags are in the right conference. I wouldn't want the Jags having to get by San Francisco and Dallas. I know they beat Dallas last year, but I wouldn't want to have to do that this year. This year well, particularly
2: because the NFC East yeah. right. is the runner-up is the five seed. Yeah, that's right. And that's if exactly. so, if you're the Correct. four seed, which the Jaguars currently are in the AFC, yeah. that yeah. means you're Good welcoming luck. in either Philly or Dallas yeah. in yeah. the wild
1: card round. But in the AFC, again, I don't. When the Jags get healthy, and my guess on Christian Kirk, I'm guessing here, but I'm going to guess that Christian Kirk could be back for if not a first, a second playoff game. I would think he'd be available yeah. for the wild card Yeah, and, game. and maybe – and I'm, I'm guessing here. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's a chance. They're going to try to have a very aggressive um, rehab with him. So there's a chance everybody could come back. Okay, there's a chance everybody – who knows if who else gets hurt and, or right. who gets re injured I know that. But, but I mean, I, assuming or guessing just for a moment that they all come back healthy – I, don't find, I can't find a team in the AFC that I don't think they can beat. I'm not sure I think they can beat the 49ers. I'm not. The Cowboys and Eagles, maybe. I'm not sure I think they can beat the 49ers. Maybe it's because I'm scarred from what I saw here a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. But I cannot find a team in the AFC that I don't think they can win. either venue, home or away, because they've been very good away from the stadium until, until yesterday. You see my point? I I, I, do. I don't find a team that I don't, if totally healthy, that the Jacksonville Jaguars cannot beat to get to Las Vegas.
2: It's interesting. We've talked all season and in the offseason about how much deeper the AFC is than the NFC. Well, what the season has told us is, yes, that's true, but the NFC is more dominant at the top. Uh, with, with Philly, with Dallas, uh, and with San Francisco, the AFC can't match that, that trio of firepower, uh, but it's deeper. Here's a just unbelievably crazy stat. So in the AFC, there are six teams— that are all 7 and 6 on the season. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis are the two that are in the playoffs if it started today. It's 7 and 6. These teams are out. Houston, Denver, Cincinnati and Buffalo. So all those teams are 7 and 6. This is their point differential. And this is what's going to be strike you about how you do not want the Bills to end up in this tournament. So point differentials for all these 7 and 6 teams. Pittsburgh is minus 40. Indianapolis is minus 16. Houston is plus 8. Denver is minus 22. Of course, they gave up 70 in one game, so that's a little skewed, but still. Cincinnati is minus 7. Buffalo, who is 11th currently in the AFC, they have the worst tiebreaker situation of any of these 7-6 and clubs. The Bills, plus 104. Wow. Point differential. Wow.
1: Wow. Is that better than the Steelers?
2: -40 is in. +104 <laughs> is out.
1: How about that? How about that? Well, and there and by the way, watching both those teams. The, the Steelers, here's the interesting thing. The Steelers will fade. They're not very good. Um I I have the Bengals looked really good, but it, it's still I don't know that I can picture them continuing on with Jake Brown. But there's a but so the Bills are going to pass some of them. If the Bills are what they looked like they could be yesterday, they're going to pass some of them. It's a very interesting thing. The strategy.
3: Bills final four. They play host to the Cowboys, so very tough. At the Chargers, home against the Patriots, those should be wins. But then the Bills at Miami to finish.
1: Wow. Oh,
2: so I'm boy, guessing two and game? two. How about yeah, that? How so about that? at nine and eight. Right. Which
1: that get you in, I don't
2: probably think. doesn't. Yeah. They probably need yeah. to go three and one. Now the Steelers and Colts play Sunday, uh, and that's the six versus the seven right now. So somebody's okay. losing there, but the problem for Buffalo is somebody's winning. All
1: right, good Take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the show. Hey, deal that and a whole lot more. Stay with us.
0: The Frangie show live from the Hastings injury law firm studios on 1010 XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's a best bet Monday on the Frangie show with fantastic locations in Jacksonville, Orange Park, and now in St. Augustine. It's best bet.
3: Don't miss out on being featured on the Best Bet live stream table at Best Bet Jacksonville live stream action. Happens on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So make sure to get to Best Bet Jacksonville. Frank Frangie, he's Carlin. RJ Sanders. I'm Lauren Brooks. All right, Frank, over the weekend, Shohei Otani landed a 10-year, $700 million deal with the Dodgers. Would you have paid him that?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> but it, it was clear it was going to take something like that to get him. I... uh. Mike, where I want to go with them. By the way, RJ, you elated the Dodgers get your guy. Let me tell you this, Frank, uh,
5: next October. Right, right. I won't be here. Okay, take, uh, I'll be, I'll be light, downtown. Chavez Ravine. At Chavez Ravine. Okay. Celebrating.
1: All right, you know what? Here's what I want you to do. Take your, uh, take your phone with you. I'm going to need live reports. Dodgers, Yankees. Yankees have Soto. So Dodgers, Yankees, I'm going to need live reports. I count on live reports. Oh,
5: I'll be, I'll be the total insider because I'll be talking to Ohtani saying I need at least uh, two million of that seven hundred.
1: There you go. Hey, um, so listen, Juan Soto goes to the Yankees. Ohtani goes to the Dodgers. All in short order. I gotta tell you, as much as I hate the disparity in baseball, I, I've always hated it. This is good. Ohtani to the Dodgers and Soto to the Yankees. I just, I want that. I. First and foremost, I I wish my team would be good, but they're not going to be like that, okay? Secondly, I like the Braves being in it because the Braves, they certainly have last 50-year heritage, you know, the last 40-year heritage, if not great heritage. The Braves had Hank Aaron. The Braves had Eddie Matthews. The Braves won the World Series in the 50s. I mean, they had Warren Spahn. I mean, this is not like – but I don't want it to be the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. I don't want the Rangers and Diamonds. I don't. I don't want the Rangers and Diamonds. I don't want the Rays. Sorry. I don't, want the, I, I don't want the Blue Jays. I want baseball for me to be Dodgers and Yankees or something like it. I know I hate the disparity, so I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, I suppose. But I want, it. I want pinstripes versus Dodger Blue. I am. Well, I think there's a good chance you're going to get
2: Dodger Blue at least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this team won 100 games last year. Without it. Yeah, it had a plus 207 run differential and now just acquired the best player that we've seen since Babe Ruth. So uh, and now obviously he's not going to pitch next year, but I, I can only imagine what the Dodgers might be adding this. Uh, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's remarkable. And, yeah, how can you not tip your cap to them? You add a, a player. I mean, the word generational gets thrown around probably too often. Otani is even beyond generational. I mean he's he's arguably he's the greatest talent to ever do this. I uh, you know, we've talked about comparing what he's doing in this era to comparing what Babe Ruth did in his I, I mean it, it's it's stunning, so is it a lot of money? Yeah, but don't make that back because how could you not go see Shohei Otani? They already sell out basically all their games anyway, but I, I mean, I can't imagine the Dodgers aren't going to make money on this investment, and who knows how many titles they're going to win, but I'd put the over-under on two and a half in terms of World Series championships that they'll win with Shohei.
3: So I was talking to my family yesterday, and I said, I wonder if Trevor Lawrence will get more than this. And they were like, so more than $700 million? You know, that's crazy. Is it completely out of the realm of possibility?
1: Uh, you, you, you know this way better than I do. How does that? Who, who makes the most?
2: I think when Mahomes is the one that has the most money in terms of it's and that's not guaranteed but I I don't think it'll be right, 700 well. a 700 million dollar contract and again with Otani it's all guaranteed he's going to get every cent of but that baseball is guaranteed that's the yeah so uh yeah Mahomes well, what was Mah- I thought Mahomes was, was like 10 years, years 500 a, million half a billion so but so yeah. I think they 50.
3: just recently it wasn't upped it right
1: okay, okay so, Mahomes, so to your question I hear you so so Mahomes is at 50
2: but that didn't really set the like the market the trend like well like no team has done the 10-year thing right I guess the players and the agents viewed that as a bad deal for Mahomes yeah so I think the recent quarterback deals like, you know, Hertz, Herbert, Burrow are more in like the right. four year range, right. aren't they? I think mm-hmm. four well, or five are. year. Well, let me let me let me ask you this. So anyway, Trevor will probably sign like a five year deal for two hundred and sixty million, you okay. know, something like that. The uh,
3: Herbert's was five years, two hundred and sixty two and a half.
1: So. OK, so
2: Trevor will get five years, two hundred and sixty five. Yeah. Um, the is,
1: is normally how these things work. Otani gets 70 million a year right? Yes. You know, what do you think the highest paid, what do you think the highest paid player got last year? 48. Yeah. Forty. Wasn't
3: it a pitcher? 48. It was Verlander it was 43. Yeah. So okay.
1: they, we just went from 40. Th- was it was Verlander or Scherzer. Verlander. I thought it was Scherzer. Maybe it was Scherzer. But it was, Whoever had it, it was one of those two, maybe it was Scherzer. 43 to 70. I mean he I mean I mean that that's how much the number now I don't it's because he's so freakish, he's not gonna reset the market. Okay, it's not gonna be like that. It's not gonna be the next guy gets eighty. It, it, it you no. know he, he's so better. Well, I'm, I mean how
2: many guys pitch
1: and hit? Well, that's right. And he and he, even though he can't pitch for a year, but that's that's right. So I uh
3: Yeah, Scherzer's was forty
1: three point three million. Yeah, so so that was the highest. And so I
2: mean I would think seventy million yeah. is I mean
1: but, but how do you feel about the Dodgers Yankees? Do you feel like I do or do you don't care? Oh, I
2: think it's much better for baseball, yeah. yeah. I mean I paid I, I honestly don't know that I watched more than like a handful of pitches yeah. of this World Series and Hayes,
1: I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch. Yeah. I mean I, I watched maybe more than a handful of pitches, but I didn't I never locked in.
2: Yeah, I, I uh. think I think baseball really does need the, the star wattage. Yeah, I hate they, dislike they need that. the logos in the World Series for it to work. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, and, but the, the interesting thing is, do you think the Yankees get there? Because the Dodgers adding Otani, it's like, okay, you won 100 games, right. uh, dominant run differential. Uh, so you then add Otani to that, and obviously they could be unbe- – they could just be freaky good. Right. I mean, the Yankees were two games over 500. So do you think adding Soto makes them well, like
1: – Well, they're like, they need pitching now. They're like everybody. They're trying to get Glasnow. Glasnow's is the best pitcher available that their team's trying to dump. Of all the teams trying to salary dump, he's the best pitcher. So, uh, yeah, they they got work to do, and they, and they've got way harder resistance. Yeah. But to- look, if you, if you're Major League Baseball,
2: I I guarantee you, Rob Manfred would sign up for it right now if you told him, I'm not going to tell you who your American League team is. That's up to me. Right. But I will. I will. You sign this today we guarantee you the Dodgers are in the World Series with a healthy Shohei Ohtani. Absolutely. He would take it right now, right now, not knowing who the American League team is.
3: And I didn't care if it, Shohei went to necessarily the Dodgers. I knew he would go to a team that's going to spend a lot. But had he gone, Frank, to the Blue Jays, I still think that would have been better for Major League Baseball because it's an East Coast team and more people are going to watch and the Blue Jays are making the postseason, whereas the Angels are not.
1: Well, oh, you mean better than the Angels. Better. Is, oh, yeah, which is be better than, than the Angels. Angels. I, agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Yeah. As long not as more better, people are watching. Not better than the Dodgers, no matter no, where the Dodgers no. are. I mean, but just yeah, saying, yeah, like, if it wasn't going to be yeah, I agree,
3: so. the Dodgers or the Yankees, Like so, I think so, any East Coast team is better. So,
1: again, I, I've got a small market team that I hope gets there one day. Who knows if they ever will again. But in the meantime, I'm not going to – so I'm such a hypocrite because I want – I want, I wish we had better parity and dis- disparity. wasn't what it is. But – I want the – the, the Yankees-Dodgers, I'm watching it. Pinstripes and Dodger blue, I'm watching it, so we'll see. Hey, before we break, a couple things. Johnny O, join us in a minute. There are seven teams, by the way, in
2: Major League Baseball right now with payrolls that are under $70 million. Uh, yeah. Now, we may be catching it at a time right. where but, – But
1: even like the Pirates are everyone. like 54 now, will probably come in around about 80. They're not going to come in at 120. Yeah, you know, so, so, right. So, so they will. Um, I want to thank all the people that participated in our toy drive on Friday. It was a magnificent toy drive. Uh, Hayes, you and i were talking about how much we enjoyed having sarah oh on. yeah she, she is wonderful i mean she's fantastic she, she really is she's so it was great having her on so i want to thank uh, people that came by and spent that took the time it was a wonderful day thank you brett hastings uh for putting it on every year uh thank you to uh big brothers and big sisters for letting us be a, a helper to that so we certainly had a good time we appreciate that um i got a question for you do i get my carrot cake
3: uh, the carrot cake has been eaten. I am deeply it's sorry. It's supposed to be a new carrot cake. I'm oh, supposed, supposed I didn't the hear carrot... about a new carrot cake.
1: Well, yeah, you did. You were you were trying to stop the new. Cake. You put you you put in the <laughs> kai. Did you kibosh my carrot? I'm cake? I'm saying
3: I haven't been told a new carrot
1: cake has oh, been yeah. made.
2: You did you see? have any of the carrot cake in Cleveland yesterday? No, no. <laughs> I,
1: I saw it there. They I had I, it. No, because you yeah. know what? Because apparently I'm too fat for carrot cake. Really? <laughs> that's my that's my new hashtag. <laughs> too fat for carrot cake. In fact, I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start a. Uh, uh, an alternate, uh, an alternative band, yeah. and that's gonna be the name. I like it. <laughs> okay, I mean, can you, you think guys of, are going places? Can you think of a better punk rock band name than Too Fat for Cake? No, I like that actually. So, so we're sitting around, so I can tell the story. It's a great story. So we're sitting around after, and by the way, I'm trying to eat right because my wife, by the way, like she needed to. My wife, my wife, so I, I outkick the coverage like most of us do, as as you guys all know. My wife's down like 25 pounds. She's like eating this health nuts, She's eating perfect food. So, like, she wasn't enough better looking than me, anyway. Okay, you talk about the gap. You talk about <laughs> lapping the field. This is one of the great lappings of the field of all time. So, so my wife, my wife, more beautiful than ever. But, so we're we're having hanging out on um, after after the toy drive, and, and my buddy Tom's there, and we're having two beers and eating. And Lauren's parents were so nice, but We have the, the two nicest parents ever. Her, her parents Thank are there. Thank you. And um and, and so we're sitting there, and Lauren's mom, Seal, who's such a sweet lady, says she says, "Hey." I heard you love carrot cake, and I said, "My favorite dessert." And so you're she's, she's talking about a carrot. I'm kidding Lauren about not bringing me the carrot cake, and I said, "Well, Lauren doesn't. Lauren like doesn't like people to eat sugar, so she's like, so she's kind of scowls at us. I'm kind of joking, half joking." And uh, so Seal goes, "I'm gonna make you a carrot cake," and I said, she says, what do you like? Do you like the nuts on the top?" Do you? She's so sweet. So I said, <laughs> "So I said, uh, I said, yeah, make me a carrot cake." So Brooks over here has a scowl on her face. And she says, I'm, I'm giving, I'm, this is a direct quote. Okay. She goes, she looks at her mom, she goes, You can eat carrot cake because you're skinny. To her mom, I'm like, <laughs> Okay. You can eat carrot cake because you're skinny. So her mom, who's the sweetest person in the world, says, Well, Frank's skinny. And Lauren goes, uh, No, he's not. So now I'm a fatty guy and I'm too fat for carrot cake. So what is the, is there a weight limit for carrot cake? My question for you.
3: No, I was going off of how you told me that your doctor told you sugar is the enemy uh, and the devil, and you always true. say I have to try and cut back my sugar intake. So I was trying to be on okay, team true. not as much sugar. You know what? Very and fair. And if she makes you an entire carrot cake,
4: very
1: fair. It's hard not to eat the entire carrot but cake. But I'm about two o eight, okay, ish, two ten, two eleven. So I, I so so <laughs> the best part of the line was Seal goes Frank skinny and Long goes No, he's not. So that's a, so so I. <laughs> So, so I just want to – I'm too fat for carrot cake. That's my new hashtag. I like it. I'm going to go around with the hashtag because I've always needed a hashtag. Yeah. And so, I'll make the T-shirts. You, you, the T-shirts, too fat. That's my new thing is too fat for carrot cake. So, I want, so if I get down to 200, can I have carrot cake?
3: You can have carrot cake whenever you want.
1: Okay. Okay. just. I just and
2: yeah. you didn't have any yesterday in Cleveland? No,
1: I didn't. That's not my fault. That was No, no, I was too fat for carrot cake. It was kind of your fault. Because you were scarred. Well, no, I'm too fat. It's fat more than scarred. But what I did say, we went to get the steak on on Saturday night, Hayes and I and Johnny O, and uh, fantastic. Did you look at the dessert menu? We were so, I, I didn't even. Did you, did you so, look at it? I didn't look at it. We had this great steak, and I looked at it, and we had this, and I the, the very first item was carrot cake. But, again, legally, <laughs> I'm too fat for wow. carrot cakes I can't eat. But now you could make the argument that, the 24 ounce bone in wasn't the healthiest choice. <laughs> if you're making choices, you know. So I. Just well, thought, this is what but that's what I, protein. Too, too, too fat for carrot cake is my new hashtag.
2: Well, you got to go get one. now. You got to have a hashtag because well, you you've been taunted Friday. Yeah. You uh, had it in your grasp Saturday night and didn't order it. And, it, and, and then they had it right <laughs> in just front of me yesterday in, in the media room. Movie. I ran through my yesterday.
1: mind. I ran through. I saw it, it was in I've the media never, room. I've never. I've honestly
2: never yeah. even yeah. seen carrot yeah. cake. Yeah. In yeah. a. And, and any of these NFL locales on their, you know, any of their dessert, never seen carrot cake. Right. And it was nice. Right they had, there, they right were like there. individual and, cakes. And I, I they had the carrot it. painted on it.
1: Yeah, I saw, dude, I saw it. And it's healthy because it's carrots. It's vegetables. I mean, I, I had it. it and but, I'm, but, but, I mean, carrot cake for again, me is
2: like about seventh in the lineup. Right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I still <laughs> had but it.
1: But <laughs> you know the difference? You're not too fat for carrot cake. Well, I, 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 I am, but I don't care. I get the hashtag now. So, again, the best part of the night was when Seal goes, Frank's skinny too. And long as, no, he's not. <laughs> so it's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I got to deal with that. So, all right, too fat for carrot cake. I just want to see. But I can, if, I, if I like sweet talk, to you, can I still get my carrot cake? Oh,
3: yeah, of course. She'll make it for you. She, I'm deeply sorry that I was just <laughs> trying to help.
1: I appreciate you, Donnell. When we come back, Johnny O joins us. Uh, he was with us for that steak on, uh, on uh, Saturday night. We'll talk a little bit about the Jaguars. How do you think the emails are today? Not good. Not good emails. Not good. I but I can't wait to see his
2: react. I love the his, look, I love the look on his face when he yeah, walked in. Osher something. is hilarious in what he says, but there's also a, a hilarity in how he delivers it and the expression that he gives you as he delivers he it. He does. Yeah. So he uh, was
1: hilarious. he was hilarious Saturday night. Oh yeah. He, he he, I thought he. I thought Osher I thought yeah. Ozone had his A game on Saturday yeah. night. We'll take a break. Uh, Johnny O's next. Stay with us.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. Now it's time for the O Show with John Osher from Jaguars.com. Oh.
1: Oh. 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 oh, oh Johnny O. All right, buddy. I enjoyed good.
6: the steak on Saturday
1: night. Did it was good. It was, that was good. good. I had a couple crab cakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We oh, right. yeah. yeah. had crab cakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Would Frank ever order... Crab cakes
1: at no, a steak restaurant? No, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why, why, why would you? Why would I do something stupid? <laughs> it's a bold choice. Yeah, they, it's, have, it's hard to beat not, crab I cakes. I forgot you got crab. You yeah. didn't get those. Were
2: they like good? That. I forgot to they eat them. They yeah.
6: were fine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big steak. The steak I mean, was really good. Yeah, I, I um, I'm fine with steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't, I don't care that much about the difference in like a great steak. Yeah, yeah. that's and honest. That's so honest. So I love crab cakes.
2: Well. You yeah. should have. No, I mean, I was
1: happy with what I got, but I
6: yeah,
2: mean, and we, and we, we to, and I should have mentioned it. Hard, I, hard, I, hard told, to argue crap. And rights. I told
1: John, I said, John, I said, listen, um, we have reservations for four. Yeah. There's only three of us. We might as well call Carline. I mean, I called, <laughs> about, I called about eight other people. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's. Uh,
6: he was like, the. And we might. We, we had to. Sometimes you got to settle, right? And I was surprised the guy on the corner didn't say, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> 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 so. <laughs> Um, it, it was only after the guy that ended up throwing the
2: beer at you turned it <laughs> down that I got yeah, the invite.
1: You don't you don't know the beer story? Yesterday I got through a beer at you yesterday in the pre, in, in the broadcast booth. Okay, they threw it into our booth. <laughs> you didn't know aim. the guy threw a beer into our booth. Good aim. He almost hit me. Okay, I, I didn't even know. Joe Fortunato said it missed me by about an inch. Okay, and uh, and logs was logs. I said he didn't want logs coming out of that booth. Okay, let me just tell no. you that me, here's what he did. Here's what the guy didn't want. He didn't want logs coming out of that booth. Right. Is what he, oh yeah, you didn't know. Or Biselli. Or but, yeah, but Baselli would is is big and strong as Tony is. He'd be the peacemaker. Well, that's true. He 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 would be very diplomatic. He he would dip, even at six seven two
6: forty or, yeah, or whatever he is now.
1: He'd be out there explaining the guy diplomatically. Peacemaker's
6: not really logs his role. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once provoked,
1: yeah. If logs is coming out of there, I don't think All he's right. making peace. So they're both big, physical, strong guys. So, um, I'm not even going to you about the emails because I kind of don't know much what they are. John, struggling, but the league – someone asked me today what happened. I said, what happened is the NFL happened. Mm-hmm. The same thing that the Eagles have been blown out two weeks in a row. The 49ers lost three times in a row earlier in the year. The Chiefs can't get out of their way now. So part of it's that. But they're having said that, between injuries and miscommunication, uh, that was a tough one yesterday.
6: Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised they lost. I said all week last week that if they had won that game to me, it would have been one of the heavier, most impressive lifts, of the Doug Peterson era, because you're going to Cleveland where they're very good at home. And it, I thought among fans and maybe even some media, uh, this Cleveland game was the tough one that wasn't getting talked about as a tough one because you had primetime Bengals and primetime Ravens everybody's excited about. And oh, it's the Browns. Well, the Browns won yesterday and guess what their record is. Same as the Jags. So they're not a bad team at all. And they play really good at home. Uh, I was surprised at the manner in which they lost. I thought if they got 27 points that they would win the game. Uh, when they didn't, um, you know, <laughs> giving up the big explosives and having that be really what defined your defense, it was a second week in a row where they sort of did something that they hadn't done all year. You know, they hadn't really given up right. you know, some plays but hadn't been for touchdowns for the most part. Three 30-yard touchdowns yesterday. They would only given up, up five of those all season before that game. Right. Um, it's, it was sort of a you fix one thing, and then another sort of pops up. I don't think they'll be that way again. Right. But at some point, you got to fix that. Yeah, I or it. else right now they control their destiny. They've earned that. And you think, okay, they're okay because if you lose the Ravens, you still win it by closing it out. But at some point, you got to go do it, and they're not doing it right now. What's your
2: concern level with the receivers, with Christian Kirk being out now for games minimum?
6: Well, um, there there ought to be the ability to overcome it, and it seemed like there was yesterday. If you count Evan as a receiver, they had the yards, but the miscommunications with Calvin twice – That's very concerning if it's a trend. Uh, It's also concerning that you don't have Christian who is clearly – he's what I call the instinct reflex guy for Trevor, where he can throw it his way and doesn't have to think about what's going to happen. He doesn't have to worry about a miscommunication most of the time. So when that's taken away, how does that affect your overall confidence? Um, I think it's a legitimate question to ask right now because those were killers yesterday. Even as bad as you played defensively, if you get those – yeah, they gave away seven things. Yesterday, you gave away four turnovers, and you gave away uh, three touchdowns. The Browns are good enough not to make it that easy for them.
3: Were you surprised when you got word yesterday that Trevor was going to play?
6: No, because it uh, I think once he practiced limited and then walked in without a boot on Wednesday, practiced limited the next day, it felt to me um, very much like he was going to play. at. I guess I was surprised – I'll couch this a little bit – how well he played despite it. And I think there were some moments where the accuracy clearly showed where he stepped forward and it wasn't quite there. But overall, 28 of 50, probably three or four that got away because of the miscommunications that I I can't really put on him. Um, If you had said that, I would have said they would have taken it. I, I thought he played well enough. Uh, made some mistakes, but overall, with compared to what you thought when he was walking out of the stadium on Monday, I think you've got to give him credit, and I think it's a good game for Trevor.
1: I got to tell you, John. I, I want to ask you something else in a minute, but to, to, to piggyback on that, I think that dang guy's a stud. I, I mean, I, yeah. no duh, but but I mean, I just he could have easily. There's been times this year he could have easily begged out because of legitimate injuries, and he wants to play so bad, and he plays hurt. The same thing happened last year against Detroit. His knee gets twisted, his foot gets twisted, his toe gets, and he comes in there and plays. He had a knee brace on, an ankle brace on the other leg yesterday, mm-hmm. and he's running late in the game, yeah. running, trying to run over guys, trying to make first downs. Uh, I, 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 Honest to God, I think this guy on, on every front, every freaking front, um. Yeah. He made. He made. I thought the worst throw was the was the third and third and half yard down the right sideline that Greg Newsom picked off. That wasn't there.
6: Yeah. That. Uh. uh yeah. Was that the one to Ridley? Down yes. the side? Yeah, yeah. 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 But at at the same time, when you've got that coverage, yeah, you throw it up and you want your receiver to play because there wasn't much else defense you could do. There, 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 right. That's right.
1: What, so so but anyway, but anyway, anyway, I, I I think I think Trevor's such a stud. I, I I the fact that the way he answers the bell, I, I am such a big fan. Um. Here's my concern. And I said, this, I said this during the handoff, and I said it, I know, with, with Hayes and Lauren earlier, John. I'm concerned about the lack of physicality. They were a physical football team early in the year, and no one's trying not to be physical. But Fadakasi's down and hadn't played well. He's been hurt. Devon's not back to being Devon yet. Uh, the offensive line has had injury after yeah. injury after injury. You can't help that. But I think they're getting – the other teams they're playing are more physical now. There's two games in a row – where I felt the other guy was more physical in the trenches. I don't know how you fix that. But to me, that's the you, – obviously, you got to get the miscommunication and, and, and unforced errors fixed. So obviously, you got to get that. But I worry about the physicality. I do.
6: Yeah, I thought during the five-game winning streak, the thing that I liked about this team was it felt like uh, a physical, old – NFC East team 100%, 100%. that was winning what I thought of as postseason type games, right? Playing a style you could go win with in a weird postseason yeah. 21 to 19 game, you know. Uh, and I thought that through the buy, and even maybe I don't know, I guess maybe at the buy, uh, that that was sort of their identity. Everybody was sort of criticizing the offense because it wasn't functioning the way it, ha- it it was expected but that they had found sort of a calling card on defense they could rely on and they were trying to be physical offensively they haven't been a great running team all year but they were sticking with it and now I'm with you it feels the way on both sides of the ball and 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 you wonder if they're good enough slash healthy enough on either spot to get it back I think they want to right but it I'm with you. What did you think of Doug's
2: explanation of going for two when it was 31-27? I didn't really late?
6: understand it, um, but I've I've kind of accepted that I, I'm not always going to get how he approaches that because he's so much newer, newer school than I am. I'll always take the safe route, take the points, take the kick there, um, but... His aggression in these spots is is based on numbers and analytics and sort of being that team for the long term, that that's what he goes with. Uh, in 1978, when I started following football, you, you there's no two-point conversion, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You always take the safe and assume you're going to play for overtime and whatnot. Uh, so I wouldn't have done it, but in two years, I I found myself saying that 20 times. And his aggression has paid off so much that I just sort of throw my hands up and say, well, he must be right. He's got a ring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. How did you think Parker Washington played on offense and Antonio Johnson on
6: defense? Um, Parker, you know, has made two critical errors the last two weeks uh, that you sort of expect from young players, and they're the kind of things that are the reason that coaches – no coach wants to play a rookie for exactly those reasons. in the In the grand scheme of things, what he's showing is so encouraging because ha- what's the last time they drafted a receiver around here that developed into something you like i yeah. I'm not being facetious I don't remember it um, hardly maybe ever. the a Rob era when they uh, but, but there's not those That guys came very in, often you need it yeah, and I think he's shown enough to make you think I don't think there's any question with the second year jump that he's going to be really, really good. Antonio played very well yesterday and Given his shots, I don't think anybody looks at him and thinks he, he's not an eventual starter and that you just need to see how good he can be. I think he's got everything.
1: I think Parker Washington is going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a damn good NFL starter. I think Antonio Johnson might be a star. Mm-hmm. I think they may be a star. But real quick, we're going to go to break and talk about the Ravens. But here's my thought about it on the two-pointer. The, Doug plays for the win. If it, they were down 31-21 and they scored a touchdown. That's the best way to say it, yeah. Okay, and he, and, he, and, he, and he went for two. And everybody is wondering what in the world is he doing. If they had been down 34, 20, 31-24 and he scored a touchdown, making it 31-30, he'd have gone for two again, people would have understood it. It's the same thing. Right. If, if, you, if, it, if it had been 31-30, they might not have agreed with it. Right. But they would have understood that. 30, you're going for the win. rather. Yeah. That's what he was doing. This was the same as scoring a touchdown. Again, whether you agree with going for the tie and getting overtime or trying to win the game right there on the road, but that's what he was doing. That, that yeah. was his idea because then if he got the ball back and kicked the field, the field goal then wins it, doesn't tie it.
6: And so, the real issue the league has there, I get why they've taken the onside kick essentially out of the game for right, safety, right. et cetera, et cetera, and this is an old topic. They need to figure out some way – where that's a 20% chance the Jaguars get the ball there as opposed to a 1%.
1: And we've talked about that. Whatever the spring league was. Love that.
6: It said you have – you should
1: only do it in the last minute or two of the game, but in the last minute or two of the game – you can you have a, a third and 25. Is it twenty-five or 15? I think it's like a fourth and fifteen. Fourth. at your twenty-five. You have the ball. You have, you have a fourth and fifteen at your twenty-five. And, if and you, you convert it. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the same, right? You
6: have to do something because it. I agree because there's no way to get the ball. It's back taken now. interest from that last Jaguars drive. I agree. Away, too much. The Ravens come calling. There, you have a really good
1: team. Can the Jags avoid three straight losses? We'll talk about it with John after this.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's a Best Bet Monday on The Frangie Show, with fantastic locations in Jacksonville, Orange Park, and now in St. Augustine. It's Best Bet.
1: Frank Frangie hates Carline, Lauren Brooks, RJ Saunders with you. One more segment with Johnny O. This one looks tough Sunday, but I'll say this. One thing about this 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 very short-tenured uh, uh, Doug Peterson regime so far, they seem to be good when nobody thinks they're going to win. That sounds like a cliche Yeah. up against the wall, back against the wall, chip on their shoulder, all the cliches. But they they don't like it. Against Cincinnati, nobody thought they were going to lose. Against Cleveland, not half thought they were going to lose. Yeah. I think the national prognosticators are all going to pick them to
6: lose. Well, definitely. that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I- I kind of am hesitant to play that card this week because I thought last week, going up there, I thought they would feel some adversity and and, and think, okay, well, we've got to show that we're not the team that we were against Cincinnati. Um, And they really weren't the same. They lost in a different way. Uh, So, yeah, I'll I'll go that route. I do kind of think that – the matchup and the Ravens might be the best team in the AFC. That the matchup may trump that, uh, that element to them. That said, I think I I still think they're the best team in the division. I still think they're going to win it, and I think they'll take care of business and be the AFC South champs. This particular game, I wish it was another time so losing so it wouldn't be a losing streak. Yeah, because I feel that that's going to make people panic when I don't think panic is merited yeah
2: I would agree I I think it's uh it's an awfully tough game because of of what you're saying when you're sort of catching them it would have been a physical mismatch at full strength right not being full strength uh it it becomes really difficult and and the Ravens are are just incredibly physical they've run for 22 touchdowns they've only allowed four Mm -hmm. on the ground so that's a
6: huge stat in the NFL I mean that is big those stats are big yeah I you know the, the only thing that you have to sort of step back from, again, Frank loves to ask me about the emails. The emails this is the worst team in the NFL, right? right. by the way. and <laughs> and, and that was true even in the postseason last year. So uh, that's the perception. The reality is the last two losses, you lost to a Bengals team that, guess what, is back in playoff contention and is playing good even without the quarterback against a lot of teams. Uh, The Browns are really good at home, and that was a really tough matchup, and, and you've had a chance at the end of both those games. So this is not a team that's losing these games by 30 points. So there's no reason they can't play well against the Ravens. It's just can they figure out how to be physical on the offensive line when they haven't done it, and can they figure out how to be stout defensively when that has not felt as much like a strength as it has been. I I uh, I think it's a brutally tough matchup, but they're also not a team that necessarily gets away from you, if you follow me. they're Right now, they're not necessarily a team that automatically hangs up 30. You're right. So you should be able to be in it. And when this team's been in it, they found a way to win a lot.
3: Yeah, the Ravens needed that return for a touchdown in overtime to beat the Rams. The Rams aren't a great team, like you said, and looking at it like that. What scares you the most about the Ravens? Is it Lamar's mobility or is it their defense? (sighs)
6: both probably uh you know i think with this team though i think the defense scares you a little more for this reason there was a long time uh when mobile quarterbacks really gave the jaguars fits that really hasn't been as much of a thing they're pretty good at rushing controlled and not allowing that kind of team remember homes didn't really uh, bite him like that when's the last quarterback i mean Lamar is a different beast than any other running, but quarterback. I, but your point's a good. But point. that hasn't been a big Achilles heel for them in the way that maybe tight end coverage has been, or you know something like that. So I think they'll match up okay with that. Josh and Trayvon are guys that can keep pressure in and not have to go all out and create lanes. So the, the fact that the defense is you know as probably as good as the one you just faced uh, gives you pause. The uh, mindset of the Jaguars. I haven't been around them yet. We just got
1: off the plane. Yeah. But uh, I don't sense that that's – I think, they're, I think, they're, I think they're, they're strong-willed, mentally tough. And I don't – the one thing good about this team, and, and I think Doug Peterson established this when he got here, John, I really believe this, they make the thing the thing. They mm-hmm. don't get caught up in the atmosphere. They don't get caught up in the sky is falling. Don't you agree with that? This I think this group
6: is really good. I think about it's that. an interesting week for that because I definitely felt like they weren't worried about any narratives last week. Right. Um now you've lost two in a row and you're a little beat up. Yeah. Meaning you don't Every have Christian point. Kirk. You don't have uh you've given up some things defensively in a way that sort of challenges your identity a little bit. At the same time, the positive for what you're talking about even yesterday when they were giving up big breakout plays that were really inexcusable and just mental errors. Did you ever get the feeling that the defense thought they were done? No, they kept creating turnovers. They kept you in it. They kept fighting. So I didn't feel like they were within the game giving up on themselves. So I don't think they will. But I, I do think it's time for them to, again, prove that they're what they keep saying they are. And you always have those points in the NFL season. But they need to prove that they're a team that can go play with a team like Baltimore, go toe-to-toe, be physical like Frank said. I think, that, boy, it's your chance to prove it. Prove you can play well in it, in a primetime game. Prove you can play well in a big game. They haven't done that.
2: The other thing that we've talked a lot about this year, when the Jaguars are right, they have that surge in the first half uh, where they get up double digits. And the Ravens have just made a, a living with that this year. They've outscored opponents 93 to 25 in the first quarter, 107 to 62 in the second quarter. So they have just been dominant in the first half. So if the Jaguars could get out to yeah. that 17 to 3 start with yeah. five minutes left in the second quarter, that would really turn the tables on Baltimore.
6: Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just, again, when I think about yesterday's game, uh, didn't play poorly defensively really after that first drive, except kept giving up big plays. So can't do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, right. That's know, right. That's right. it sort of comes back to it being simple. The uh, 130, 140 yards, Doug said, and I hadn't added it up, but 130, 140 yards came on three breaks. If, if you're against Lamar Jackson, the Ravens you are going to lose. Well, that's the thing. Sorry. Because you, you look at defensively,
2: you force three turnovers and played okay against the run. And, like, and Cleveland, against the run than I thought. Yeah. If I
6: look at the stats, they weren't bad. And Cleveland on third down was 22%. Yeah.
2: I mean, most weeks in the NFL, if you're 22% on third down right. and
6: three turnovers, defensively, that's a win. Even taking the first drive out of it, there were, there was twice where you sort of felt like, okay, the defense did its job. And then you're taking your note and you look up. And it was a 35 yard touchdown, and you're like, what? Right. And then on top of that, the Browns had one short field touchdown that really wasn't the defense's fault. So you gave them so much. You gave them three touchdowns, and then you gave them the short field to get their fourth.
3: And the Browns were three for three on fourth down, which that's crippling to a defense. Uh, as far as the, trying to beat the Ravens, I feel like the Jaguars have to be able to run the ball to beat a team like this. Mm-hmm. Agree, disagree?
6: Well, I, I don't really want to say that because that means that they won't be able to win because they haven't been able to do that. I mean, and I'm mean a little facetious when I say that, but.
1: That's been a tough goal. It's a little
6: hard right now to say they're going to turn around and hand the ball to the running back and get 130, 140 yards doing it. Uh, to me, they've compensated for that a bit. Uh, Evan Ingram's yards, to me, now start feeling like, okay, we're not running the ball very well but we can get the ball to Evan five yards downfield, and he can turn it into two more. And that's sort of supplementing the running game a little bit. And really that's what this offense – West Coast is always sort of built on that a little bit. The passing game becomes part of it. Uh, But I think that's almost what they have to do is have some short passing stuff become the run. Because with the interior of the line right now, (laughs) I would be wrong to sit here and say that I thought that they were going to get that fixed. When it's been inconsistent all season, I think they'll keep trying. They'll keep trying to do it, but it's tough to see it happening. John Oger from uh, Jaguars. dot The Ozone. one, the uh, I, I think the, the
1: thesis statement for today, for now, is there's four games left and you're in first place. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing for people not to not to right. I mean, that, really, that's by thing, a not game there, and a half. Yeah, right. by so a game and a half. That's exactly if right.
6: you if you play ha- as you believe you are and as you've shown most season you are right. They're in first place because they deserve it. Yeah, that's right. They need to play the last four games on a level 95% of what they played the first 13. Great work, Johnny. We appreciate it. Take a break. Lauren wraps the program after this with News and Notes. Thanks.
0: The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. What's going on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show News and Notes. Here's Lauren Brooks.
3: All right, gentlemen, I've got some NFL stats for you. We just talked about the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens. Did you know Lamar Jackson is 19-1 and against NFC teams?
1: All right. I didn't know. Wow. That surprised me a little bit. Against 19. the NFC.
3: Yeah. NFC. Wow. 19-1 and against NFC teams. I would not teams. have guessed
1: that. Wow. How about that? So oh. currently
3: the Ravens are first place, first seed uh, in the AFC. But, of course, the Dolphins could take that spot back over if the Dolphins beat the Titans tonight, which I assume that they will. And uh, do you have a plan, Hayes, for watching both games tonight?
2: I do have a plan. Uh, the plan is we're going to lock in on the Dolphins game. Kay. And uh, I'll just kind of peek at Green Bay, New York. You, you know, watch
1: You can split screen them.
2: Yeah, that's true, I guess.
1: TV. <laughs> By the way, I, I've, I've, I been, doing, split I've been doing it. it on YouTube TV. It is hard <laughs> to follow for me mm-hmm. when I split. I've been split-screening them on YouTube TV. It's hard to follow.
2: Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh is it what are the? Is it ESPN a- a- and ABC? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, then yeah, I'll watch them both at the same time. Good recommendation. Yeah, Lamar Jackson in his career, fifty-five and nineteen is a starter.
3: That is unbelievable. Another NFL stat for you boys, Cowboys. Micah Parsons, of course. the – Really good linebacker for them. Joined Hall of Famer Reggie White as the only players with twelve plus sacks in their first three seasons. How
1: about that? 12, 12 plus sacks in each of their first three. In seasons.
3: each of their first three seasons. Well,
1: that's pretty good company. Micah Parsons is a great player. I mean, well, I mean the Cowboys have a lot of really good players. That was a huge win last night yeah. for Dallas. Yeah, and, and and and, but you know, comfortable win too for them. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, the Raiders Vikings game. I'm glad we weren't watching that yesterday. Ended. Yeah. Three nothing. How
4: about
1: that?
3: It was the NFL's second three to nothing final score in the last thirty seasons. Frank, you might remember this one. In two thousand and seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins finished three nothing. But
1: wasn't that like a rainy? Probably. M- well, the Monday hurricane game wasn't that the. Remember, I honestly don't know. I think they I... put the the the, the, Steelers you would and the Steelers and the Dolphins played a rainy hurricane game that they had a replay on a Monday. I might be wrong. It might not be the one. But I I know they had uh, I may be mixing.
3: That's just wild though. But they
1: played a they played a they played a hurricane game on a Monday and it was still raining. I wonder like who crazy the game. quarterbacks would
2: have been in that game.
1: 07? Is it
2: 07? I thought you said 07. Well, 07 would be Big Ben if he Correct. was healthy. If he was healthy and uh, yeah, if he was healthy and the Dolphins who have a litany guys the guys Dolphins. a litany
3: guys. I'll try and uh, look it up. Uh, When it comes to the two quarterbacks who helped the Jaguars yesterday, thank you to Jake Browning, who, of course, the week before hurt us. But he actually might be pretty good. He passed for 275 yards and two touchdowns, plus he ran for a touchdown as well. The Bengals snapped the Colts' four-game win streak. Thank you also to Zach Wilson, who threw for 301 yards and a pair of touchdowns, and outplayed C.J. Stroud, who passed for just 91 yards as the Jets Upset the Texans. Yeah, Stroud, Stroud
1: hurt? I know he's he got, got a, a concussion. Yeah, so, so, okay, so,
2: so we'll see. And it was a I, – I thought a nasty hit. It was one of those it where was. you get the whiplash as the player's going down and the back of his head hits the turf. And it was a fairly substantial impact. And uh, hopefully he's okay. But in looking at the Texans, we lament the attrition that the Jaguars have. But the Texans in a span of like two weeks have basically lost their entire offense. Yeah. I mean, we know Tank Dell's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collins, the receiver, was injured yesterday. Uh, Stroud has a concussion, so who knows You know when he's going to be available again. But uh, Houston is – if, if C.J. Stroud misses – Houston basically has to win out. And if C.J. Stroud misses any time, they're in real trouble because their backup is atrocious.
3: Uh, going back to that 2007 Steelers-Dolphins games game, it looks like – It would have been some sort of really bad weather because Vince Williams said, "Was that the game when the ball got stuck in the mud?"
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it was a it was. They were supposed to play on a Sunday, I think, and the rain. It was incredible rain, incredible rain. It got moved to Monday. They played it on Monday. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And and then that was that was the game. I mean, it was it was a deluge, even afterward, even playing it a day later.
3: Yikes. Uh, in the realm of college football, we, Frank, you mentioned at the top, but we didn't get to it, defensive backs coach Will Harris has agreed to terms with Florida, so he is coming from the Chargers. And then uh, also Florida landed one of the top Juco prospects in the 2024 class in defensive lineman Brian Taylor.
1: Yeah, kind of my point, Hayes, the other day was, okay, the season's over. The football season's over. They're not firing him. <clears throat> so right now, if I'm a Gator fan, I say, okay, Hopefully i've hopefully I've whined enough about how terrible our coach is now hopefully you've said it enough now enjoy because right now it starts now it starts with signing day it starts with the portal it starts with spring practice and then see what you and enjoy the journey even if you hate the coach don't don't hate the journey because he's going to be the coach that makes sense I mean I'm talking to fans now but I mean it does is that you can think he's the wrong coach and he's going to get fired and wish you had another coach but you can't affect that now enjoy the journey
2: well and you know, again, this will be a really pivotal nine days for Billy Napier. This was big for Billy Napier, just in the sense, A, it's a premier position of need for Florida, but also, I mean, it, it is just some element of good news. It's, it's, That's it's point. some player saying, yes, I believe in this and want to be a part of it. Uh, and so we'll see if it, if it leads to anything else. But I mean, this is the nitty gritty now. I mean, he's nine days away from signing day. So, uh and they're fifth right now on the twenty four seven team rankings. So we'll see. Does that does that hold? Do they end up being fifteenth? You know, these next nine days are gonna be really pivotal uh for Billy Napier and and, and again the portal, can't stress that enough. Now he did have several transfer portal players officially visiting uh Gainesville this weekend, so uh, hopefully there'll be some good news for the Gators in that regard as well, because again, like we've talked about, they need they need a double digit amount of players out of the portal that can come in and be high level starters
1: immediately.
3: One other college football note: Frank Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman opted out of playing in the Sun Bowl.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think um, I've seen other players, Johnny Wilson, the FSU wide receiver, is not going to play in it. I don't li- I don't blame them, but as a fan, I don't like it. I I don't I don't don't say I'm never going to say shame on them shame on them I'll never say shame on a college kid you should do what you want to do and what's best for your life and your career and but but as a fan I'm allowed to not like it and as a fan I don't like it yeah as a
2: fan I I can't stand it but again it's it's their lives and they have to make the decision and there is a lot of risk in playing in a game that is you know we're we're basically like a hundred and 15 days away from the NFL draft, something like that. And we know how important the testing process is. You need to be healthy for that. Uh, We know how important the medical is. And, and so you don't, you know, ideally want to be going through something, particularly if it's something that was just sustained, you know, a month before the combine uh, in, in, in two, three months before the draft. So I don't like it as a fan. I think it's really unfortunate, but I get it. Um, You know, if it was, My kid, I'd probably if 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 they knew they were going high, you know, it's it's a it's a big risk, you know, it just is.
3: Yeah, when it means you're not going to, it could affect your draft status, but it also means you're not playing for anything. Like that's the kicker. As long as we have only the two college football playoff games, people are going to opt out. Uh, One final note: when it comes to the NBA, congratulations to RJ's Lakers. They beat the Pacers one twenty three to one o nine to win the first ever NBA in season tournament. Saturday night in Los Angeles. How
5: about that, RJ? Good win, right? Good win, but it's disgusting, man. Did you hear they're going to hang a banner? Yeah, yeah, it is. What? That is di- yes! That is disgusting. No, they're not. They're hanging a banner. I said, the Los is- Angeles Lakers <laughs> Los- are hanging Lakers a banner are for winning this. They're hanging up an in season tournament banner. Kobe said. We hang up championship, bent. not in season tournaments, wow. not conference, not division. We're not the Clippers. No, we're hanging an in season tournament. This team disgusts me.
3: Hmm. Well, there you go.
2: I don't blame them. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I All thought right.
2: the Colts were bad for hanging up like, <laughs> you know, AFC wildcard round right, right. banners.
3: Time now for Today's Takeaways.
7: Now, Today's Takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years.
2: My takeaway is that your team is still in first place. They need to get healthy. They're going to go 3-1, and they're going to finish with 11 wins and a second consecutive division title.
3: My takeaway is that Trevor Lawrence was able to play yesterday. I think that means he'll be fine for Sunday night against the Ravens in Sunday night football. And hopefully the defense plays better. Let's say hello to Rick Baloo.
7: Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
1: I think the Gators are to hang a banner this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once again, they won that very difficult Vanderbilt series. That's yeah. what I think they should. I, I thought I, the I, banner
2: was going to read. Led 12 nothing in the <laughs> second quarter. Right, led, so, right up 12 nothing.
1: Scored first. Scored first.
7: Had Georgia down. Ricky, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Tough game yesterday for the good guys. Yeah, right? it was. It was bad. I thought it was a bad day for football. I, I thought uh, from the 1 o'clock to the 4.30 to the 8 o'clock, I decided it was a awful day. Uh, the officiating, top to bottom. It's just terrible.
1: Yeah, we didn't get to that today. I had it written just down and awful. never got to it.
7: Um I mean I don't even know what to it, make of it I anymore. I said
1: this on the broadcast yesterday yesterday. In my ten years of calling the games, it's the worst it's been. Yeah, it's and the,
7: it is. This isn't the most talked about it's been right. it's not just the Jacksonville thing, it's 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 everything. I mean, watching that Green Bay, Kansas City game a week ago Sunday night, and watching the games yesterday. I mean, they called a clipping in the uh in the Dallas Philadelphia game yesterday, which was anything but a clipping. I mean, you never hear a clipping anymore. Yeah. That, that like, went away with, like, Pat Summerall in the, mid, right. in the mid-70s. Clipping. When's the last time you've heard a clipping?
4: clipping? clipping. Okay? Clipping awesome. I
7: mean, that was called during the Philadelphia-Dallas game. So, I don't know what to make of it, but, I mean, everyone is complaining now about the officials, and I understand it's a really difficult job, but I don't know what they're going to do to fix it. It feels like they fixed it for the better in hockey, I think they fixed it for the better in baseball. No question. Okay. No question. Um, Basketball, no matter what the situation is, you're going to get those reviews in the last minute, and it's going to drag on the game. But I have never in my life been like, why is it taking so long to play this football game? I mean, we spend all year talking about football, then you get the games. That game yesterday took three hours and 47 minutes or whatever, and it was just Unbelievable how long and how bad the game really yeah, was, in 50, my opinion. Fifteen punts, mm-hmm. seven, turn seven turnovers, turnovers. and um, every time out used, and the officials yeah. were just atrocious yeah, for, yeah. for both sides. Yeah,
1: they were. They really were. All right, we're coming up to We got a lot
7: tonight. <laughs> we're going to look at what's going on with this team. I mean, they're still in in uh, in in pretty good shape, but uh, I mean, this is nuts with four weeks remaining after tonight. I mean, you talk about the battle of attrition. It it is so hard right now just to put a finger on the top AFC and top NFC team and say that's going to be your Super Bowl matchup. This is now a a week-to-week who can survive, who can avoid the biggest of injuries because – This is not Jacksonville losing consecutive games to backup quarterbacks. Doesn't really add up, but we'll take a look at it tonight. Should be a lot of fun. All right,
1: Rick. Thanks, buddy. Rick Ballew goes into the night right now. That'll do it for our program tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Frank Frangie Hayes Carline, Lauren Brooks, and RJ Song. Have a great night, everybody. So long.